There we go. Footy and frothies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll unmute myself. The All old right. mute button. Ah, it gets me every time, even on the old caster. Anyway, hello. How are oh, we? Yes. Daggy's with you. Ollie's with you. Barney's with you. What's going on? I'm just shaking off the, the back end of the flu by the sounds of things. <laughs> Been a bit unwell for the last couple of days, but getting through it. So Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, going all right. Just um, plodding through life. Big weekend again, so. Yeah, still here. Yeah. Ollie's back. Hello, Oliver. Hello. Yeah, I'm back from my travels. Yeah. I feel like that camera's peaking, Ollie. Can you just run and turn that knob down like one number? This one? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. What's it on now? Fantastic. It's on four. The show. Yeah, that'll do. All right, all right. cool. It'll, yeah, all our production happens on here, so. Uh, for better mm. or worse. Anyway, yeah, what's going on? You haven't been on for a while. Yeah, no, I've been... How's treating you? How's life treating you? Yeah, been travelling the world. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, good. Going back Montenegro? To to, yeah, yeah, Montenegro. Um, went over the border to Serbia mm. as well. Um, then I went up north, Denmark, Norway. You're much better yeah. at geography than me. Uh, modern history will do that. You pretty much know Europe in your head. You can't get, you can't get rid of it. Uh, yeah. Should I offend geography teachers by calling them colouring in specialists? Or we move on. No, geo- <laughs> geography is not modern history. Not oh, history. Mm. All right, cool. We'll no. just talk some footy. No. Um, so probably probably should. <laughs> Anything else? You've been watching games. You've been loving yes. it. You're just getting into it. Ah, uh, well, you this no, week that no good Nathan and Ivan Cleary. They're oh, no yeah, good again. No, yeah, Penrith are terrible. Uh, yeah, they. The refs have been rigging it for him for the past three years. It's clear to see that the NRL specifically wants Penrith to win because, of course, if the NRL had to benefit off of pushing any team to be performing really well, they would pick Penrith, mm. not the Roosters or, like, a, a capital city team or anything where they could make more money off of it. But anyway... All right. There. Yeah. Um, not really any massive news, news around. There was, um, uh, well... I guess we'll get straight into signing stuff. They, the rumour is that uh, Jack Whiten's gone to... Well, the, the fact is Jack Whiten's gone to open market. The rumour is that Canberra have come back and offered him 1.1 a year. So we'll see how that plays out. I assume if he gets that, he'll probably stay because I don't really see him getting anywhere else but the Tigers. So um, I assume he'll stay there. But uh, we'll see what happens there. You've just signed yourselves a nice hooker, I believe. Oh, yeah, Cruz Leeming from yeah. How's he Leeds. Uh, I haven't seen too much of him, but I believe he was... He's he was the captain, so mm. they hold him in pretty high stead over there. And they made the grand final in Super League last year, but I think it's more of a probably a, a depth signing more than anything. Um, he'll probably get some game time until Beryls is back, and then maybe start. It'll be between him and um, Chris Randall. Mm. I imagine he's probably jumped Chris Randall with all due respect to yeah, well, Chris Randall, who's doing yeah. a fine enough job. Well, did he played pretty well he's pretty on good the weekend? Yeah, I yeah. thought he was good. Uh, <laughs> he did, no. no mistakes. Didn't concede any points. Just on Whiten, what, what do we think he's doing? Is he looking for a premiership money. or is he looking for cash? Or if he's he looking for a premiership, he's not going to get a million because any teams no, that can win a premiership a can't sign him for a million. And also, if he wants to go to a team that's in a position to win a premiership, he better be um, at peace with the fact that he won't be playing 5-8 because... He'd play 5-8 for the Tigers. That, but if he a, wants to a, play a premiership, if he wants a premiership to winning team, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So maybe the Sharks. The only option yeah, mm. that I could think of would probably be the that Sharks. Money, though? Yeah, no. they still do have close to a million in the cap. Is that really? From the last two that that left when Fafita and Tolman left, because they didn't really buy anyone in during the off season apart from Oregon Kafusi. So 
They'd be oh. pushing somewhere near a million dollars, I would imagine, I would in the cap. So. If Canberra offering 1.1, he's probably staying. Because I imagine, any, as we said, the only other place you'd go for 1.1 or more would be the Tigers. Do you really want to go? Mm. Or the Dolphins, possibly. Oh, yeah, I don't know yeah. what they've got. Mm. Oh, mm. Rugby Union. They'll if he's looking for the big payday for cash, yeah, that's probably I his final destination. But I, is he, I don't know if he's a rugby guy, I don't know. I think he's no. just a sure. bush pro- fellow pro- that came and played a, for Canberra. Probably be a winger. If he played rugby. Or, yeah, or a center. Or a yeah. flanker. It shows, me, it shows everyone my rugby knowledge these days. <laughs> anyway, cool. Uh, judiciary. Uh, no other. Uh, Thomas McKayley we talked about last week. He's coming back to the Volstrup year. So they've done a bit of some good stuff for the Titans, I suppose. Getting yeah. people back to. The new Canberra Raiders. Enjoy the. Trying to fill a few holes. Enjoy the yeah. uh, Gold Coast lifestyle. Uh, injury news. Franklin Pele, eight weeks, broken arm, looked pretty bad. Uh, for Manu Brown, the diagnosis is six weeks. Having that cleaned up there. Lukey and McLean, a couple of weeks with uh, their injuries. Milford, hamstrings, is about, about a month out, which is some issues for the uh, half stocks at the Dolphins. Well, I guess mm. people argue Nikarima is probably a lateral movement for Milford, but yes. uh, we'll talk about the. Um, Preview, <laughs> and uh, Teddy's out this week with his mandatory HIA, as is Alex Johnson after his flash knockout uh, with the ground last mm. week. Judiciary news, Finucane, three weeks early acceptance, so he's gonna, he spent seven of the first ten weeks on the sideline. Nia Kore Talakai, two weeks each for a hip chop. Ockenball, if he takes the early pleas a week, I believe. And Bailey Simpson, two weeks for his shot on Teddy. Talakai? Talakai didn't get done for a hit. Drop, Not Talakai. Um, Neokore and Ockhambo. Ockhambo. I don't know mm. why I've even put Talakai there. Anyway, uh, no, I think Talakai had another charge, but it was just a fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, just to quickly on the hip drop stuff, what did you make of the, the, the three in question? Yeah, well, they're not really the typical hip drop where the, the players are actually trying to get in behind the player and... Um, and fall on the back of the legs, which has been the big one that's caused injury previously with your um, Carrigans. And um, I think it was Fui Miono was the first real bad one that we saw. Um, seemed more to me the wet wet conditions seemed to cause the problem more than anything with the player breaking through the line and um, the defender yeah. hanging on and sort of being dragged in behind the player. Um, Finnegan's uh, one didn't look great realistically yeah. and neither did Ockenbaugh's, but... Um, the one, the four, going back four plays to get um, near Corey well, yeah, <laughs> sent off for ten one. minutes. I had no idea oh. why it was a penalty in the first place, let alone the fact that he got a ten minute um, sin bin. Plus, you're going back four plays. That really when confused they scored, me. Like, surely he had <laughs> advantage from that moment. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, there's really that was a really weird one for me. The, the shot because I had. he's just getting dragged by Talakai. He had no intention of being behind him. Mm. He just got he just yeah. got dragged getting dragged along. So. The one I had the most issue with all weekend was the cannonball from DeBellin in the Dolphins game. He ran in late and had a shot <laughs> at the knees, and he got a oh, he's yeah. look then thousand dollar fine. Surely that someone's going to dead set blow. That's out as bad as a right. hip drop any day of the week. Well, the worst yeah. hip drop result was I guess Hastings destroying a leg from Carrigan, which whatever he got, he got four weeks last year. Um, but De, if DeBellin hits someone straight through the front of the knee, that's that's a season. Uh, if if not worse, so I thought that was that was pretty ordinary. But it was a thousand dollar fine, so no one agrees with me. Apparently, uh, you may have mentioned it about twenty seven times <laughs> last year. It. it has been cut back no. on this year. I haven't, that's no, the I haven't, yeah, it's the first one I've seen this I year. I can recall this year. We 
don't have heaps of other stuff to really talk about, so we'll get straight into it. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com uh, to buy some fine hats, to buy some of these uh, sexy shirts. Oh. Not that sexy shirt, that one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, everything else going on there. Check uh, if you're watching on YouTube. You can also subscribe to Spotify. If you're watching on Spotify, you can also subscribe on YouTube, uh, as well as Apple, <laughs> uh, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. Uh, hopefully you're listening to it there now, and SoundCloud, obviously. So, uh, we kicked off last... Any, anything else you want to talk about, Ollie? You've been away for a while. Are you going to get off your chest? Uh, not really, other than... Well, before we get into the round, a quick summary. I think we are starting to see the competition, at least I'm not going to say for the whole year because obviously form changes, but I think we're getting an indicator now over the next five, uh, over the next 10 to 12 weeks the the teams that'll be doing well and the teams that won't be. The first couple of weeks obviously very close. Competition probably still a bit more close than it has been in previous years, but we're starting to get those big score lines. So I, th- I think we are we're getting the... Um, no. Still no, think it's probably yeah, only yeah, the, yeah. Um, the. I think I think you're uh, oh, you're being sequestered. It's probably yeah. really only the top two or three teams from at the top and at the bottom that have really sort of um, gone away from the rest of the competition. I think yeah, they're, they're, you're looking at a big clump of probably twelve to fourteen that are realistically can beat anyone week in week out. Yeah, I so. don't think there's anyone in the middle patch that uh, you would guarantee a top eight spot. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, because Everyone else is in the same boat and probably up to the same level. I think it's, I think it's fantastic, uh, and it wouldn't. But and it also wouldn't surprise. I, obviously, there's probably two teams, maybe two and a half, but Dragons have won two games. So no, I think you'll see probably over the next five to six weeks there will be a few teams where the the class will start to rise a little bit and the fitness will get back into some of these teams and well, we've seen, you may um, see it start to see a different what's exposed sort of edge even from like different been sides, compet- even being competitive in a half, but then the back end of the game. They get blown. I think more of that's going to start coming into it. Uh, but, yeah, anything else you want to add? Well, one thing I've noticed too is that how many times over the past few years has one team sort of surprisingly shot out, not necessarily above the rest, but far above expectations. And they talk to the coaches and everyone around the team. They, they speak about how hard they trained and how fit the team's got. Well, it's been very close so far this year and you talk to a lot of the coaches and they say, yeah, we absolutely whipped them during pre-season. So I now think we're getting to that stage where... Except being Peyton, who actually made a point of saying he, he didn't whip them. Yeah, well, that's that might actually and be the strategy going... Yeah. Well, that, that could be a strategy kind of going forward because now I think that's, that's no longer a way to get a strategic advantage to start the season because it's become such a norm now that teams are going to be fit... Probably at least half the comp's going to be fit and raring to go at the start of the season every year now, and it's probably going to be more... You're probably more going to see standouts the other way, teams that probably aren't performing as well maybe as we expected them to, maybe because they didn't train as hard and weren't as fit in the preseason. It's also probably a a result of the expanded preseason that now uh teams took yep. those trials a little bit more seriously than they have in the past. A lot of teams played full team right through, if the, if not right through, 60 minutes, as opposed to 20 here, 20 there, or whatever it may have been. So, I uh, suppose for a lot of players who did bring up the, the pre-season, well, that started early to mid-February, and a lot of players played in the World Cup, especially the Australian players that ended in November. So you've only got really a couple of months there as well where they're off. There's that shorter time period. As well, it's probably got something to do with the um, the consistency of the skill level as well. Like you've seen teams be um, 
really skillful at different times, but I don't yet to see, apart from maybe Brisbane, somebody put together a full 70 or 80 minutes of skillful, um, yeah. consistently skillful football. So you can see there's still been a lot yeah, of errors in a lot of teams. Starting to put some together, uh, but still, yeah, like you didn't know any what Brisbane have done. Uh, Penrith probably have only played 40 good minutes of footy this year, really. But uh, 40 Penrith standard. Yeah, yeah minutes absolutely. Of footy, I mean, so. But you're really not looking for that until probably origin time anyway, so yeah, we've still yeah. probably got a couple of weeks left of <laughs> some teams being a bit scratchy for a few more weeks. But You're noted up today, Ollie? I'm noted up to the gills, so I, I changed a little bit. I've only done some notes as the game was going on because I have to admit for a couple of them I was going for, I thought, screw it, I just want to watch the game. So mm. fair bit of it I've gone back, sure I've watched enough. the highlights after watching the games. So Nice work, Velvet. So. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, we kick off with the just so I know, just so I know when to throw it. Yeah, that's all. Nurse you back into it <laughs> softly, softly off the bench. Twenty-eight uh, twenty. We kicked off Thursday night with the Roosters. Uh, well, eventually getting over the line against Para, and um, on another night they probably win fifty-eight twenty. But here they were. Uh, Para's, I guess, Para scrambles pretty good in the first half, but. Uh, Tupo on another night probably scores nine tries, but yeah, Roosters um, probably had a uh, well, they had a hell of a lot of opportunities to put points on, to be honest, and um, they were a bit scratchy at times. Um, didn't really probably fulfil the, the, the didn't fill up their point tally like they should have, but um, they got there in the end. Had five tries to three, three out of five conversions for the Roosters, and three out of three for Parramatta. One out of one penalty attempts for both sides. Thirty-four out of forty sets played. Twenty-six out of thirty-four. Seven line breaks to the Roosters, three to Parramatta. 27 tackle bust to 23, 10 offloads from both teams. A forced dropout from both sides. No 40-20s, 337 tackles played, 310. Two ruck infringements to three, one inside the 10 against Parramatta. Five penalties conceded from both teams. Six errors to 10. Two sin bins for Parramatta. Tupu with 94 supercoach points. Paulo with 87. Gutho with 71. It looks like I've missed something there. Yes, the top tacklers and top meters. Top tackles. Uh, let's have a look here. Top tackles would be uh, for Parramatta, Madison made 41, Hopgood 40, Campbell Gillard 30, and for the other blokes, yes, my phone wants to scroll. There we go. <laughs> well, Cheeky bugger. 43 to Nat Butcher, 36 to Egan Butcher, 33 to the Cheese. Oliver, have at it. Well, just quickly, you brought up how both Butcher brothers were tackling their asses off a bit later on. There are a couple of brothers in terms of tackling that I want to address because it's going too far and I might have to call child services retroactively, but we'll get to it. Okay. Don't worry, I'm not insane. But uh, for this game, first of all, uh, I think... Talking about Braley's? Yeah. Well, the brothers that tackle well. If it's not the Butchers, it's probably the Braley's. But, um, Stands to reason, I suppose. Yeah, probably the first... For most of the first half, I thought Parramatta were pretty... Pedestrian, and I've got I've got the stat back again. The the opponent the uh, play the balls in the opponent's twenty. Parramatta had one play the ball in the Roosters twenty in the first thirty two minutes of the game. The Roosters had eleven. I've got this as a recurring stat sort of throughout, but I do think it is sort of interesting to maybe take note of so we can sort of see how games shift and how certain teams are going during periods. But first of all, I want to give a wrap to Luke Keary because his support play was exceptional in this game. Even when he wasn't scoring, getting his team in positions by setting it up as well, I think he was key for the Roosters in this game. And it was just that sort of flow and momentum the Roosters had throughout. And 
some of Parramatta's edge defending. I mean, seriously, both Sevo and Penasini. When uh, when Simonson went off, I forget was it Tupo who scored on. Was it Tupo on the left edge? I'm trying to... I think it was. But there were genuinely some times during that game where 10 metres in, and I know this is a consistent problem with Parramatta, but there's a reason why the Roosters went to the edges multiple times and it wasn't just one edge. But then it was when... I think it was when Penasini scored for Parramatta, though, and Tupo had come off his line. And I've sort of taken note of this because you see the difference. Okay, Tupo comes in, obviously, because the play's down the other end of the field about 10 metres out from the line. But when they shift it back, you see him instantly moving and he at least gets there. Yeah. You do not see that from a Sevo or a, a Penasini in that situation at all. And I don't think Simonson was see it with, well, much the, easier. The, the, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. Tupo could have scored four tries in the first 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, slipped over uh, three He times. fell over twice. <laughs> uh, one got thrown over his head into touch. One was thrown behind him. Yep. And uh, and I think Gutho came over and... No, Penasini came over and dragged him into touch on one. Yep. So it could have... That was in the first... 20 minutes, he could add four or five, and and then I think he could add another two in the second half. Um, so, yeah, it was exposed, and poor... Uh, but it, that all being said, I thought he, he was fantastic in what he did. Uh, Tupo was outstanding. Oh, he was but, one of the best yeah. on the field. Uh, yeah, flattered. And yeah. the other bloke I mentioned is, and again, flattered playing Parramatta, because that's how they, they up and in, but Paulo's a different player yeah. at um, South. He's, He's been outstanding. He's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Fantastic finisher. I can't recall him making an error, which was the big mm. issue with his yeah. game at South. And uh, he's busting tackles. He's starting he's to take that um, the drop back in, 45-degree angle yeah. back into the teeth of defence as yeah. well, which he was never doing at South. Yeah. Well, there was that one try, wasn't it, where typically a winger would just get the ball with the momentum and just try to cross over in the mm. corner, but he gets the ball Drops straight away. In. Yeah, just, just straight back in. I think that was the first one, yeah. and he yeah. gave it back yeah. to Hutchinson to score on the right, That's in that right, right corner. He, yeah. yeah, That was um, yeah, fantastic bit of play. The early early Simbin obviously hurt Parramatta yeah. with Penasini, um Professional foul there. I, mean, I don't think he was that far offside, to be honest, yeah. but realistically, it's a professional foul. And, I saw um, much fair worse. Call. I did say the Melbourne game was much worse. Yeah. Oh, that was scrappy. It was actually... But yeah. In terms of them policing that, that, that was embarrassing in points in the Melbourne game, but we'll get to that. Yeah, um, Roosters were well on top, and they were pushing through the middle, I thought, um, of the Parramatta side. They actually dominated Parramatta's middle for large parts of this game, um, and I'll get to that when I get to my man of the match, I think, but um, we'll speak about that shortly. And then they started going side to side, and um, as you mentioned, there was some brilliant cover defence from Parramatta, and they, they did really well to scrap and scramble for as long as they did, because they realistically probably should have been 30 or 40 down at halftime. The Roosters yep. had all the ball, all the field position, and they were stretching Parramatta consistently. Um, yeah, it ended up being a really, um, a very gutsy effort to keep it as close as they did for as long as they could, um, and not completely get belted, realistically. Uh, Roosters, I thought, shut up shop in the last 10 minutes, which probably flattered Parramatta as well. This could have been like a 28-4 to four yeah. job, but it ended up being 20, 28-20. So, um, they, um, yeah, it's shut up shop there for the last 10 minutes. There's really strong forward performances from the Roosters and probably as cohesive performance I've seen out of the two halves in since they've played together, to be honest. They were actually playing together for a change. They were looking for each other and Kiri's supporting back through the middle when Walker was um, punching a few holes in the middle of the field. Which was um, which was really good for them. Cheese got out and did some yeah. of his um, really good work in um, that combination. You can see building with Radley, and he's actually building a nice one with um, Collins as well with that um, short hard line just off the hip, and they're they're working pretty well together there. Um, which both I forecast coming into the year. Just correct. took six weeks together. <laughs> 
I thought the Paris forwards were pretty average, to be honest, um, apart from one or two of them. Uh, Dory, I thought Dory was good off the bench. Um, he he's got been good. A few times, too, yeah, yeah, he's, but he, he just keeps coming. I he thought, runs um, flat out just about every time he touches the ball. I and thought uh, Romy Gregg was uh, overperformed for what we'd expect from him. Yeah, he got, he got a bit bashed out of the game, yeah. though. Well, I think first, he, well, first 20, he's yeah, always going to struggle back end given he's a 20 minute player. I but. don't think he, yeah, he didn't put much in after his first stint, but it was, was a decent first stint. Um, Maddo and Hopgood were the best of their forwards easily. Um, the halves tried hard, but Dylan Brown was good again. He outshone Moses pretty clearly, I thought. And Penasini and Gutho were the best of the back five. Um, apart from, if Penasini doesn't get sent for 10, he probably he, he has a real good game, to be honest. Um, it just takes away from a bit of his performance there, getting sent to the sin bin. But, um, yeah, the, they were all good, the Roosters. Apart from Teddy, obviously, with the with HIA after 15 minutes, that'll wreck your night. And um, Turpin only got 10 or 15 minutes, so he, he didn't really have much of an impact on the game. But everybody else did have a, an impact. Uh, Mr. Fix-It, the Hutchinson was good, yeah. I thought. Um, Suwali and Paulo were, were quite good, especially since Suwali got moved back to fullback. But um, I don't think... I think he's given a few more raps than he probably deserved, to be honest. I didn't uh, see I'm any sorry, like, huge let's be honest. performance uh, and, and, out of him and going back Robbo's to fullback. Not here playing but they this were week, blowing but smoke right up him. He just played. <laughs> he played how he'd play on the wing. Yeah, no, he like, did. Joey Manu is a he's a gold a golden boot winner, mm. a dead set superstar fullback. Would probably play fullback for both of our clubs. Fourteen teams in the comp. Like there was one nice spot and, uh, where he even, backed up through put, the middle. It's but actually. Fast, he would even put them in the same. Like he wasn't punching holes, back. he wasn't linking up with players. No. He was just sort of, you know, filling that gap, and yeah. he did well enough to fill the gap. But yeah, I think he got a few more plaudits than he probably yeah, like deserved. Like a clever try, sis, but there's nothing happening by that sort of game, but by that sort of time. Yeah, Walker and Kiri were good, as I mentioned. I thought cheese. Walker, and now I just mentioned Sam Walker. It's not a knock, but he throws that rainbow ball too often. Yeah, they, like they, he, especially in the wet. Get, and I understand because you're playing Parramatta, and there's acres of space both sides. Mm. But there's probably three occasions if he just gives it to the bloke outside him, they get to it anyway. Yeah. And by that time, Sivo's lugged in again and uh, the wing is walking over. So, um, Brandon Smith and Wirra Hargraves were good in the middle. Uh, but um, Tupu, Butcher and Collins were the were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. They made a massive impact on this game. Matt, Collins, Matt Butcher, um, Collins and, oh, and um, um, Daniel Tupu. And Jared. Yeah. Yeah, Wirra, have you mentioned it was him? good. Yeah, yeah well, but I, I, I don't think, think he didn't stand out like Collins did. I think he's made a difference, so being He on did the field. make, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but since he's come back, that's a different mm. team. Uh, but Lindsay Collins is, uh, I know he, he was in and out all last year, but he's come back in outstanding form this year. He was car- Even when they were going no good, he was carrying them. Uh, and right, he's, he'll be rightfully a starting. He was consistently busted home. He was the best player on the field for mine. I thought he yeah. was fantastic. The impact he had when he was carrying the ball through the middle of the field, and he was brushing blokes like. He, RCG off and he stopped your hop some goods of the dumb and, you know, as well. and he was belting blokes in defence as well. I thought he was tremendous in this game. Well, just on the Roosters forwards as a whole, and I don't think we really see this too much, or we don't really take note of it. But every starting forward for the Roosters ran over 100 metres and made at least 30 tackles. Usually, oh, you'll yeah. see a couple of the forwards at least sort of drop back their meterage and they're the ones who usually make around your 40 tackles mm-hmm. a game but every starting forward yeah. to run for 100 metres to make at least 30 tackles and against a forward pack that we've been <laughs> wrapping for two, three years. I feel like they um, well they came into the game knowing it because they had Corey well, they Allen, on the, they had Corey Allen on the bench but, yeah. and uh, 
uh, another back row, another back on the bench who's just escaped me. Um, so I think the rev up would have been that they would have wanted a lot out of the starting yeah. forward pack. Mm. Uh, but the second half was... It's Corey Allen, you're thinking of? Yeah, so, yeah, there was someone else, wasn't there? It was Corey. Maybe thinking of Drew as well. Drew ended up starting. Yeah. Um, but I think he was named on the bench. Anyway, mm. they were good. and um, But they got better and better as game work. I think, did. as Ollie said, Kiri's support play is so important to that team. And becomes scarier when you get Marnie. Especially when Teddy's not there. Yeah. Well, also, when Teddy was there early, a lot of the balls that... Kiri was getting on the back of were from Tedesco. They seemed to be mm. forming like a, a little bit of a sort of a, a partnership there, but Kiri was able to keep it up and keep it. There was brewing as well when um, it was Sue Lee when he took took that kick from about 20 out from the Roosters line, got it to Tupo, and Tupo was pretty much blitzed through the Parramatta defence, and Kiri was there and he ended up scoring, I think, or they, he got close I to scoring. I think it went to Walker and then yeah. back to Kiri, and they scored. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, but. Like he's just there. He's always there, and it's weird because we're talking about a five-eight who who's usually your first receiver in a lot of plays, but it's working. He's there. he's he's probably not the bloke you'd think of either who'd be running up in support for his players. But that obvi- I I wouldn't say it changed the game because I think the Roosters still win, and I think Parramatta were pretty poor. But it, it did probably boost yeah. their lead up a bit. The he's only very bloke, influential. Um, we haven't wrapped yet that I do want to make a point of wrapping is Gutho. Just mm. From the point of view, yeah, yeah, giving absolutely. him points, but. Uh, maybe we do, but... We saved two tries he, on his own, I'm pretty sure. It would have been 40 if mm. he's... Well, it would be simple mouse, but it would have been more than that because mm. he saved two and he cut down a couple of other chances. Uh, he is... You can't knock him. He's one of the... If not the hardest working fullback in the game and... Well, that first um, try, I, I was on Radley. I had five bucks on Radley yeah, well, at $48. Not, not, many people, not many people... um <laughs> And he's fucking smacked him and knocked yeah, the ball out. Not many people stopped I was that. not happy. And then, <laughs> and then the next one where he held up the bloke over the line... Was it Collins? It was, it was yeah, and then he turned one of the centres or the wingers on their back and yeah. over the sideline. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And, and the madness around this X-Factor mm. player, um, there's plenty of other spots for X-Factor players going. Um, like he's just let him be the custodian and look after his line. They want someone with blistering pace. That's yeah. what they, they. That's basically what they're trying to say. And where where the they crowbar the someone that like that Blake in? The uh, shopping himself around suggests they're probably more looking for. a... Mm. They probably love Jack White. Oh, I dare say, come yeah. and play centre. I dare say Gutho is probably looking to move to the centres. To be honest, and they're trying well. to blood a young fella. Um, for, for everything I've heard, it's Jaden Campbell that they're looking at to come and play mm. fullback, but. Someone like that. That's the. I think that's the style of player they're looking for. Someone with a bit of extra footwork, that bit of extra pace off the mark, and can sort of break a tackle or leave someone behind. Yeah. But um, yeah, as I said, the back foot. The thing in common with these first two games to talk about is the back half of both was we saw the best of two very good teams, mm. and it, it starts becoming scary signs if they get that all go back together. Get Manu back this week. Apparently, Crichton's back training, so. Uh, when you talk about Kiri's support play, mm. uh, I know he links a bit more with Walker, but Crichton's one of the biggest stand and offload yeah. back rollers in the game. And you have all of them sniffing around that. It becomes scary. So, it does. Uh, yeah, so big, big, big upside for the Roosters still on the back of that. So it sounds like Lindsay Collins you want to give three for, do you? That's, that was my pitch, yeah. I thought he was tremendous, especially when the, the hard work needed to be done. He was the one that was busting tackles and making massive metres through the middle of the field. I had a couple of nice offloads there as well, yeah. which I think led the points down the track. 
And then I had Daniel Tupu for two. He was actually the leading running metres with 290-odd. Yep. Um, as well as he made plenty of tackles and scored a nice try jumping over the top of um, his wing counterpart. And then I had either Nat Butcher or Kiri for the one. We uh, we got to go Kiri, right? We've been... Oh, I'm happy. To uh, actually, but, well, Butcher uh, did make forty odd tackles. I, I, I think he did make I'm, forty odd tackles in I'm about 150 minutes. I'm happy to go Kiri, and mm. I want to give it. Like I said, honourable mention to Gutho, honourable mention Paula Matt as well. Butcher. Yeah, Paula. Yeah, he's been tremendous this but year. He's come I, back a different player. I think he will. He's a, now a great super coach option because he's averaging he ninety, I think, in super coach. Bust seven or eight tackles mm. a game. He'll score a try most weeks. Uh, and uh, given I was just looking at ways to crowbar Joey Manu into my team, he might <laughs> be 200k cheaper. But anyway, we'll get to that later. Finish on that. Sound good to you? Does. Yeah, well, I think you might want to move on to a team that um, could be making you feel a little bit better about your Tigers in a few weeks, possibly. Yeah, let's get to I- that. If this certain team <laughs> yes, continues can, on after their After I get some beers. Okay. All right, so 6 o'clock on Friday. Would, would Parry hit 130 and declared or something? They were... Not para Penrith. Penrith, yeah. <laughs> uh, Fifty-three to twelve down at GIO Stadium. What'd the stats say, Barn? It's two tries to nine. Two out of two conversions. Played eight out of nine. One out of one field goal attempts for Penrith. Twenty-three out of forty-three sets. Played thirty-seven out of forty-six. Seven hundred and seventy plus running meters and one hundred and seventy plus post contact meters for Penrith. Two line breaks to seven. Twenty tackle busts to fifty-one. Eight offloads to ten, a force dropout from both teams. No 40-20s. 346 tackles played, 281. Four ruck infringements to two, two inside the ten against Penrith. Six penalties conceded to four, 13 errors to ten. A sin bin to Penrith. Uh, Hawira Naira made 44 tackles. Yo made 38. Tomoko made 129 running metres and Brian To'o with 235. Targo with 142 supercoach points, Cleary with 124, and then you had five other Penrith players before you got to Tarpane on 61. Explains why Targo's so, Tango's so expensive these days. Uh, mm. Yeah, Ollie, Gunn, what do you think? It is the best game in fucking, since he started, I think. It's probably the best game he's ever played. I think I, I was trying to think of an analogy, and I found one. I think Canberra's defence has more gaps in it than a before model for a Colgate ad, to be honest, because, like, that was just... Ter- like, some of the plays there, they were literally... It was, like, five-metre rules. Like, it was still COVID social distancing for them. Um, Ricky's probably very glad that the Raiders aren't based in Canberra... Uh, aren't based in Sydney. Otherwise, his job would be probably under more scrutiny. He's probably very g- also very glad he, he's fucking piss-mates with uh, some of the prominent News Corp journalists, but... Uh, I mean, I, I just sort of want to say this, and I know multiple times I've sort of shut on Ricky Stewart and how I think Canberra should probably move on, and it's getting too long. Well, this is exactly what I'm talking about, and a lot of Canberra fans say, oh, we're happy finishing 7th or 8th or just scraping into the, the top 8 every year. Well, that's the thing. That's If you keep a coach around for so long and you're not consistently hitting the heights of a top 4 or even winning a premiership during that period... You're going to keep hitting your ceiling and you might be fine with that, but there, there is going to come a time where it just completely drops off, especially when you're only sort of just making the eight every year. And we're also talking about a coach who had players' wives going on in their Instagram story the, like a couple of years ago or whatever it was, talking about how they didn't want him as the coach. But He's now their best player. Yeah, well, they, they, <laughs> it's, it's funny how that happens. But also, he, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're not going to sack him or anything. 
I, I like. Uh, I, I'm convinced he, they won't. They've recently re-signed him. He's like, the least stickiest sticky in the game. Uh, he's Teflon Rick, but he, especially down there. Uh, I think yeah, you're right. Well, we've seen Bulldogs and uh, well, Bruce Bulldogs and Parrot are pretty happy to brush him. But the, I think it's pretty clear. We saw through uh, what happened with Bateman and Williams. Uh, once you get on there. On Ricky's bad, bad side, side there's not an easy way back. Yep. Uh, but obviously, if you can Ricky's good side, I'm sure he's a fantastic human. You know, he does a lot of charity work. I'm sure he's a great bloke. Like I, you know, have nothing personal against him. But uh, I think you're right in what you're saying. And then Canberra fans are mortified that I suggested they're the gatekeepers of that seven and eight spot. Yeah. But they'll be lucky to be gatekeeping the top fifteen at the moment. Seventeenth or eighteenth so, spot at the moment. The way they're playing. Um, and I can see at least what they've done is they've tried to nip this white and thing in the bud now. They've mm. gone table to massive offer now because he's after money. He's got it to keep him because I could see it becoming just a cloud where where angry Ricky comes out all year. There's a rift in the change room again. Shit hits a fan. People aren't trying and it just gets worse and worse, which is not an ideal thing for a team that's looking well, at running now, 16th at the moment. If you yeah. don't hear anything out of White until round 10, he's not staying there. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Mm. So basically they've come out. and given him their best offer. And if he takes it before round... You'll hear before round 10 if he's staying at the Raiders. Yeah, we we might hear tomorrow. You'll just accept it. We yeah. might hear tomorrow. Mm. Absolutely. But if he gets a nice offer at Bondi to come and take Swally's spot for two years, well, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, well, the, a game of football did happen, at least for Penrith. It didn't really <laughs> happen for Canberra. They were still in the dressing sheds. But one thing, um, just looking at the stats as well, one thing I want to bring up, and specifically for Canberra as well, because I've brought this stat up a few times over the past couple of years, and it's when, like, a very limited number of players are actually getting over 100 running metres. Usually, what, there's at least half the team, it's a couple of players from the backs, a couple of forwards, getting at least 100 running metres. Canberra had two players over 100 running metres in this game, that Tomoko and Tarpany, and I think Tarpany was probably their only good player and that fairness I think it was about 25 yes. minutes where they didn't touch well of, the of course and, and that's another thing but, yeah. but the saying. reason I bring it up is because when I've brought this up over the past couple of years it has gen- generally been Canberra which is a weird I, I don't know exactly where to pinpoint for that but just on Canberra, those two blokes they yeah. were the only two blokes that turned up set after set yeah. tackle after tackle and continually had a go well Tomoko's Tarpani, done it all season yeah. and so's Tarpanay and they've had a couple of blokes jump in here and there with um, the, the likes of Horsburgh doing it occasionally and Gula, I think he had a game or two where, he, where he's done it. But yeah. nobody else is really contributing, especially not set after set. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of my notes here are pretty much Penrith's tries that they scored, but I don't think we really need to go over the, the specific tries, I think, mm. but for example, yeah, really. because they, the Canberra were literally just that horrible. It was just one of those games where it's hard to really dissect certain things. I think Targo was great. Oh, Tungo was fantastic. for Penrith. He really stood out for me, I think, in this game. With, I think he got a couple of tries or a couple of assists or, or something in there as well. The last thing on Canberra is... We're critical, and Gump, uh, when he's not, has, when he has been a show, he's critical of the Dragons' size and speed as well. Canberra are a slow team. Very slow team. They're, I think Tomoko's probably... F- well, they're missing Savage. So, Chris as well has um, got a bit of pace. Chris is sharp enough. Tomoko's mm. sharp-ish, and they're missing Savage. But Chris is still trying to find but his way at the back, and it's, it's yeah, no it's help hard when you're consistently on the back foot, and they're um, um, just p- picking your but apart. But the rest of them can't outpace opposition backs. Uh, the kick returns, therefore, are getting met five to ten metres before everyone else. Uh, they can't outmuscle a lot of them, so they're just getting out rolled over and the forwards aren't getting on the front foot. So it's you're starting backwards, but then 
the, the result of that is, and the, much, the bench, no. bench isn't adding anything. And then you look at realistically how many of their forwards would make other teams starting lineups. Harpenay, not, not many. And you'd argue Hudson Young, Papa Lee, you know, like, when he's Papa back Lee would, and fit. Whatever. Um, he's so. he's still a bit part player, uh, and then they've got Fogarty's a fine. Like I said, he's, he's a more than capable tradesman, uh, mm. good kicker, can get a, t- a good team around the field. But it's uh, we've said we know he's not pulling half defenses apart. Can't, yeah. can't to to win games off. Um, Andrew Johns has talked about this, to win games off the back foot as a halfback is the biggest task in the game. Yeah, like it's a sign of a champion. Uh, and but even when they're on the front foot, they're not pulling teams apart. They are not causing well, Their only point of attack becomes Whiten. It's yeah. how can I either isolate uh, Hudson Young against one an A defender or or put a kick behind line for him. Well, this was... Uh, uh, or was both tries were grubbers. Exactly, they're both grubbers yeah. off through that. Yeah. Uh, or get it whitened into a bit of space where he can use his Hudson football. Young barge over and a Hudson Young fall on a grubber yeah. that went in behind the line. It was the absolute epitome of what I'm talking about. And even against the Sharks a couple of weeks ago when they did win, if you go back yeah. and have a look at all the points, it was directly from Sharks' errors or yeah. a crash play and fall over the line. Um, Horsburgh ran through twice and White, um, I, th- I think uh, Young did as well. So yeah. there's three tries there that they scored that were just crash plays and the Sharks' defence wasn't good enough. So Well, you look at both the Canberra, tri- Canberra tries here. The first one was off of a scrum play, so half the defence is taken out of the play, and I think it was, what, 10 metres from the line, and then you had the uh, the second try was off of Dylan Edwards' knock-on, but it, yeah, it was yeah, off the Edwards' the knock-on as well. The like, the, they, they were given that that position for the grubber in behind as well. So, re- realistically, it, that it's not necessarily like Canberra. I don't want to say they didn't earn their tries, because if you score a try, you earn it, but mm. they weren't. They didn't really have to work too hard for those tries. They no. kind of came down to Penrith having a, a, a small lapse in judgment. So, that's really... No. Worrying, I guess, for the Raiders as well because they're they're not even really sc- scoring scoring points points off of the, their own backs. It's coming no. off of um, the defence. So thank yeah, God well, for Ricky. A certain other team exists, but anyway, for, well, for now, for now, who knows? Penrith came out with a point to prove, I thought, and a clear plan to lo- to use the ball. Um, they they went through the middle pretty quickly, but then straight away went. St- Went to the edges and the ball movement was some of the best ball movement I've seen all year. They were just continual passes across the one side of the field, back inside, back out again. And Taruva came up with a bit of magic there to score a nice little try on his own, um, as well as being put away for one early in the game. And um, the Raiders were, yeah, really on the back foot. You mentioned the fortunate tries, I thought, that went towards Canberra. They realistically probably could have been held to nil in this game because they didn't provide a great deal. Um, And... Yeah, the, the tries, they weren't just coming from an, a certain edge. They were scoring, Penrith were yeah, scoring everywhere, everywhere and anywhere yeah. <laughs> at different times during the game. Um, yeah, the, they, they definitely went out to attack that spaced out defence, which I mentioned the week before. The, the, the metres in between the centres and the halves and the, the, and the wingers for this Canberra um, defence is that spaced out, it's not funny. And they they act like they're spaced out, like they've dead set, stoned yeah. off their head. They've got a bag of Doritos and just walking around going, "What are we doing? Where are yeah. we going? I know I have something to do. What am I meant to do? Yeah. Tackle that bloke? Ah, oh, fuck it. Couldn't be bothered. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's Canberra. It's legal. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's um yeah. The the Canberra's bench had little to no impact apart from probably Starling and Horsburgh, who were okay, but realistically didn't do a great deal. Um, yeah. Papali was decent. Young was okay. Weir and Ira I thought was pretty good. But, um, yeah, Tapane was far and away their best player. Um, Tomoko tries hard every single week. Um, 
And you've got to give it to him just on the amount of effort that he puts in, but he's not blowing holes in <laughs> in any defence mm. anytime soon, yeah. which is what you want out of your centres. So, um, Crichton had a very poor game, obviously. <laughs> Ended up with about <laughs> 10 super coach points, he I think, for the, the one try he scored. No, it's not always on him, but he has a game that half feels like a foots in ball now. But yeah, they'll get winning and get going. Got himself right. sent to the bin from repeated <laughs> repeated infringements. I can't believe it. On the group chat, oh, what, what was the phantom send-off for? Mate, you've given away 24 <laughs> penalties in and the last clearly, 10 minutes. of all the games. On your they, own line. They, they had the, mic turn, the ref turn up that <laughs> loud. It was like, you've been told times. seven times. Anyway. I think um, is it it's the is it it's the Ken Stefan medal at the end of the year for good work in the community, isn't yeah. it? I think Stephen Cryant should get it for doing everything he could to give Canberra a chance in this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice little grubber got him a try, but yeah, the rest of the side, even their bench were good, the Penner side. Um Young fella off the bench, Lindsay Smith, I thought he was really good yeah, in yeah. the middle of the field. He, he had um, he's got a future, yeah. big, big, tall boy. You've still got yeah. some filling out to do as well, so he could be a weapon a couple of years down the track, I would imagine. Um, got really involved in the middle of the field as well. Um, Leota and Sorensen had a really big impact as well at different times. Luai and Edwards were, were pretty good, but um, yeah, Brian Toto and Taruva were great. They they absolutely Sorenson terrorised the defence out there. so good at being Brian Sorensen. Uh, Brian Sorensen. Scott Sorensen. Scott Sorensen. Because yeah. his ability to come in, you've already got Yo using his feet through the middle, but then he comes in and skips and dances a little bit. Absolutely. And, Backs and up. Puts he's got a bit of an offload he, as well. Um, he's, he's gold for them now. And yeah, the, the Penrith's best, uh, well, the best four realistic. Hosking, Hoskins and Yo were the, oh, were yeah. probably well, the best forwards. They've answered, answered the their back row question because Hoskins now has to start. He puts out a mountain of work. Yeah. He gets into the grind, but he's also got again got footwork. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, strong enough to, and he's to, got some good leg speed too. Yeah. He's well, actually strong, really quick over the first yeah, ten and, metres and or so. They score tries. They sort of burrowing, mm. um, those burrowing sort of back rowers. And they get and they will get Liam Martin back. I assume I assume this week. Mm. Yeah, yet. I think so, he's back this week. Yeah. Um, that that's great signs. Yeah. And, but sometimes I think the most important thing for Penrith is sometimes when you're clunky and clunky, um, just blowing some geeks off oh, the field cleans the all of like, cleans every valve yeah. out and everyone feels. And good it was and pretty smooth. There wasn't that much ball that hit the ground. That's right. It, like know? everyone's timing suddenly better, and everyone's a couple of times they got all turned sudden, around Kenny and, and Luke have better service, and all of a sudden it's. I think it feels much cleaner, and I think that's that's a good sign for them. Yeah, like a couple of times they got caught in the corners, but the ball movement out of their um, playmakers was fantastic. Um, yeah, I said Hoskins and Yeo were fantastic, but Cleary and Targo or Tago were, were clearly the best two on the field, and they were brilliant. You talk about the sort of the link-up play and the, the connections in that, that Roosters game, but in this one, and I know they were up against a bunch of used car salesmen, so maybe that's what highlighted it, but Cleary and Hosking... I think they had a really good connection. And mm. Hosking was amazing, but obviously the service he was getting from Cleary, like he was just putting him through perfect gaps. And the, the gaps were 20 metres wide, but still, he put him through them. And, uh, and I hate we are directly comparing apples to apples because he was doing that for Garner. Garner just wasn't quite that sharp enough to... Um, and Garner it was more Luai too, though. Garner was, was on the left on edge as true, well. True, true. So, so, and that, and there's a little bit. They're just happy to sit back and smash Garner. So being on the right suits and uh, and Liam Martin coming back on that left would be great. I, I dare say Martin will go back to the right and they'll probably push Hoskins to the left. But yeah, but that, but at least that gives something a, a mm. point of it, another point of attack that they can yeah, yeah work absolutely with, so both good. good good leg speed, strong defenders. Um, what, what was the what was the bet you had with that? Canberra fan that was a seven to high hundred bucks. Ah, mm. so I'm feeling pretty good about myself now. Mm. Yeah, I wonder how all the the 
no, no, I those, haven't those revisited a, the um, Canberra forum, so you'd have to advise there, me. On well, that. there was a what was it? There was a, a commenter saying that um, Madge was going to severely improve Canberra's defence, and they're the first team this year to concede the fifty. So profile may be deleted by the time we get yeah. back there. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought Tar- uh, Targo was the best player on the field. Uh, realistically, the, his footwork and pace was tremendous out on that left hand side, and he broke him apart time and time again. He actually passed the ball to Taruva for the for a try yeah. as well, which was nice. Because actually, I, against my better judgment, I I did end up backing them both. <laughs> so I got a bit of money out of there. And Cleary was exceptional. Um, he yeah. deserves at least two points. Could you probably in the question for three? But I had him with the two, and then I either had Yo or Taruva for the one. I'm, I'm happy um, to go with. It's a bit of a cop out because sometimes our best players miss out on points on this show. Mm. But give it to Taruva, I reckon. Sure. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm happy yeah, with that. Give it to this is probably his best game in first grade as well. I was going to make a case for Hoskins a little bit as well. But yeah, yeah, he's uh, a, definitely Yo's an honourable mention. He was fantastic. It, I think fair. Yo just Yo's kills so that good. Like, Yo is outstanding. I, I, I controls it in attack. His defence is so solid for for such a big sort of wiry fella. Like he's. You don't. He still chops blokes in halves, and they don't get around him. Even in, even in, um, even well, in that first half, octopus, when it was still the arms the just come out yeah. and just fucking grab him <laughs> and throw him down. But even in a, even in that first half, it was still only what 12, 12 all. It was it was yeah. Yo creating those chances at the back end of that half, not yeah. not anyone else. So give it to Trevor. What do you? Yo'll get more points next week. <laughs> Famous last yeah. words. Yep. What? Yeah, I don't know. I'm coming around. Uh, give it to give Trevor. it to Yo then. Well, uh, too much time on this game <laughs> where it was men against boys, god damn it. All right, 18 to 10. Oh, do we have an answer? Targo, Cleary, Taruva. and 18-10, the Storm beat the Bunnies mm. at Barn. And the Storm, uh, the Bunnies, do your stats and I'll talk. Gave this game away, I thought. Two tries to three, one out of two conversions for Souths, three out of three for the Storm. 37 out of 48 sets, played 37 out of 44. 210 plus running metres for South Sydney. Three line breaks apiece. 52 tackle busts for Souths. 24 for the Storm. 16 offloads to 11. Two force dropouts for the Storm. 0 40 20s. 369 tackles played 409. Two ruck infringements to 5. Two inside the 10 against the Storm. Five penalties conceded to 6. 11 errors to 8. Cook made 46 tackles. King with 52. Tommy Burgess with 218 running metres. And Liero with 155. Josh King with 95 Supercoach points. And another brilliant game. That bloke's brought his A, his a game to this season. Yeah. Murray with 88 and Grant with 81. Now, my, my mistake with Souths, because uh, I, I tipped them for minor premiers thinking they... My mistake was they're coming in here, they're settled, they know what they're doing, they're going to be up and going, the Souths are going to pinch six or eight games at the start of the year, so... You know, get it set up, they'll get through Origin, and then Latrell will bring them all home for a wet sail. My mistake was they are just Souths. They're mm. the same, like we know exactly what they bring a table. But they're, they're not even the same Souths but as but last But then this year. is where I'm going. So mm. now they're doing that, but they're not pl- they don't even play to the left anymore. It's like they've decided, oh, they're no, we're too close for that. They're not pulling defences apart the way they were we're last gonna, year. Walker, Walker's had two okay games since I've pulled yeah, him. The last He's now two. put two <laughs> games together. Yeah, but not tearing, but not tearing teams apart. There's mm. no flow. Latrell's just, I don't know what it is with Latrell, like whether he's just trying to be Mr. Zen or whether he just doesn't want to get hurt for Origin or what it is. He seems to be getting involved but in his end of the field more than the attacking end of the field He's doing a lot of hard work, but he's, mm. 
back in back twelve months ago. But like ago, he's trying to make breaks at the halfway line. Twelve months ago, you didn't get him out of the attack. Yeah, line. that's right. Just and now he's not in it. Pushing that's, into two players and he's bumping the ball to someone else. Yeah, or he's he's just not in it at all. So. Whether it's a conscious thing, whether it's trying to be a Lockie Ilias team, um, but it, it feels like South's best players are Campbell Graham, Ilias on the Keon, right, uh, Keon mm. again on the right, and then Murray Campbell, uh, Murray Cook, and, Murray um, Cook in the middle. and Burgess. Oh, yeah. Um, beyond that, the rest are all just there. I just they're, they're, they're going to beat the shit teams, but I just mm. I'm starting to feel more and more they're just a, they're just but. In, in a comp You'll where, see them a comp start where pulling teams apart. I, I, and eventually, and I be, would imagine. There will be, well, they're going to have to change, or they just try to nurse all these blokes into origin without too much damage and hopefully come over a wet sail. I'm not well, quite Melbourne sure what did it a means. really. I noticed it and I watched it pretty hard. They went out of their way to terrorise Ilias in this game. Yeah. They did not give him a minute's piece from the start yeah. of the game until the end of it. Every time the ball went anywhere near him, there was somebody in his face. So he had no time to work and create anything on that right edge. It was generally just a grab and throw throw out to Campbell Graham and do your best. Yeah. And they moved Keon from the middle from the edge to the middle and back out to the edge and that that obviously interrupted what was going on in and around Ilias as well. But Melbourne really went out of their way to pressure Ilias I, in this game. Yeah, I and I didn't think uh it came through your Munsters and your Josh King. I, well it was um again this uh, Melbourne aren't any special. And fuck me, they're offside all game. God <laughs> damn it, they're fucking offside all game. Munster would never was onside. There was times there he's going, Cam, you're offside and run make a tackle anyway. And he, I think they nah, pinned yeah, him twice. Don't worry about it, Cam. Right. But um, yeah, then they pinned him like twice. They pinned him twice in two sets and then the rest of the game, it's sweet. On mm. their own line, they're four blokes are there offside. Uh, generally, you can't see it live on the TV, but yeah. all game they're offside. And no one, um, I'm sure Bellamy didn't whinge about that one, but... Um, <laughs> They so they the rushing just shut down South's uh King's now like a, an elite yeah. level back row. He's he's mm, outstanding. Yeah, uh Katoa had a, a disappointing game uh, on the back of a couple of good but not disappointing, it was fine. But yeah, it was, was an outstanding. Uh but uh There wasn't that really, many really, outstanding performances. Really Harry for the Storm, Harry dragged them kicking and screaming yeah. into position most of the time. He, he did I think fifty two tackles on top of that. Uh, and probably if he's not in the field, that it, well, he, he did have the try-saving tackle through the middle there. He chopped down, was it Murray? It was one of them. He won the game at the end of the game. And then he won the game, yeah. So. Ch- he chopped down the winger. and when That's they were, the one, yeah. Uh, Isaac Thompson, he was about to score with two yeah. minutes to go, and they would have yeah. been in front. So, uh, <laughs> and thought, he came from about 20 metres away to do it. So without him on the field, they lose. Without Munster on the field, they're not in the discussion as well. They've got the two best players. The scary the part is they get Hughes back. They haven't even been close to being clean with their with their um, ball playing. So uh, if they start clicking, then they're uh, straight yeah. back into that uh, top four well, conversation. I, I, I don't know what to mm. make of their back line because no team's taken them apart again. They've had a pretty generous draw. Mm. That's it. They did. They beat Souths and they beat um, or Para, and they probably shouldn't have. But um, they've had a, a fair enough draw to get up and going. But. Must have been um, a, a really frustrating game to watch as a South supporter, this one. Because I thought okay, South were well, well they on was, top. They felt in control for most of, of it. The but like I said, they're just missing... Yeah. I, I think the elephant in the room is they're missing Luttrell. Because he's just not... He just needs to take charge. Well, they were winning the middle of the field. They were breaking tackles. Cook was getting off the back of it. But they'd only ever sort of half-break a tackle and then it'd get shut down. Yeah. Um, 
they get to an edge and the, the scramble defence would push them over the edge or they'd shut the play down and then they'd get lost for a tackle or two yeah. rather than going straight back to that continual, you know, back through yeah. the middle, yeah. spread it again, back through the middle, spread it again. They seem very disjointed for parts of this game. And, um, yeah, as I mentioned, they harassed the life out of Ilias, which really made a, a, a big difference to um, the South's attack. The... Um, and, the, yeah, their left-hand key players are just not getting involved enough in this game. Walker got involved, but it was down the right-hand side again, and he's not really commanding anybody to come with him on the left-hand side. He's trying to sort of do it all himself, and he's not having a lot of support, whether it's back rowers or Latrell inside-outside him, um, which you need. You need to be able to create two or three different points of attack yeah. to make the defences... Because the defences are too good these days. Yeah. If you go on one out or even one support player... They get three players in front of you and they just shut it down. Yeah. It just, it's just the way that it happens unless someone has a completely bad miss and they, you just stroll over, which did happen once in this game as well. But um, Ollie, you got any dad? Yeah, well, I think really South should have... I don't know how they didn't win this game purely through what they were doing going through the middle because Burgess was outstanding, Murray was Murray every week and Keon was great as well. And other than Josh King, really, they weren't really any standouts. I don't think... For Melbourne. Lorero, Lorero, I can never yeah. say his name right. I think he had one of his better games. Yeah, I, decent, I just yeah. think that the way that the fo- they couldn't, they weren't getting off of the back of what the Fords were doing. That work that the Fords were doing, they weren't getting on, um, getting up on the back of that. And a, a stat here that I've got that's sort of mind-boggling as well. Melbourne missed fifty-two tackles in the game. South missed twenty-four. As well, everything statistically really sort of points to South <laughs> Sydney winning that game. But again, it was the Fords laid. Well, you look at a team like Brisbane, right? The Fords laid the platform, and the backs then just absolutely killed the opposition. And South Sydney's Fords were doing exactly that in this game. But the backs that you bring up Latrell as well. This game was probably perfectly set up for some Latrell magic at different points mattered in throughout this game. The, well, as the, I the said, the Fords the, were the doing this, the doing US their work. He only plays the last 15 minutes of every game. But, but that was the trend last year yeah. as well. I don't even think he, he's doing that because last year he, he would at least well, accumulatively... Well, 10 or 15. Yeah, for t- yeah, 10 or 15 well, throughout actually, the game But at, at least points, have a try sister be yeah. bumping a couple of blokes just barring the line, if not scoring himself. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there was, and I think that Burgess as well was the one who stood out for me. Just some of the meters he was gaining, just um, three hit ups. He was gaining like at least ten meters per hit up, and then the, there weren't really any backs calling for it or any really quick pay, play the balls, which you'd think with Damian Cook there maybe a dart from. And I'm not trying to shit on Damian Cook here because I think he's actually had one of his better seasons, starts to the season this year in recent years, but getting off the back of that a bit more, maybe from a quick play of the ball or trying to spread it quickly out to the edges like Souths have done in the past, but I just didn't see enough of that. They were laying the platform down, but they just weren't picking up on it. And Melbourne, at the 52 missed tackles, they were giving them plenty of chances, but it well, just the, wasn't happening. I think what you've, what you've seen there is a point I've got here is that Souths weren't playing direct enough after it came from dummy half. You, you notice in the start of, at the start of the game, um, there was a nice little interchange with Ilias and Walker for Walker to score the try, and it was direct. It was run at the centres and the and the second rower, and they went in and Walker scored. Everything I saw after that, especially on that left hand side, was Cook to Walker, and Walker would either dig into the line himself yeah. and just hold the ball, or it was just automatically a, a cutout pass to um, Tass out on the left hand side. And then where do you go from there? You've you got one of, guy yeah, on your the, outside. The defence waits for The defence yeah. is charging in at you from from outside uh, from inside out, and you just shut down and stuck in a corner. So you need to. They just 
weren't straightened enough enough directly after that ball from dummy half. You see a lot with, and it, it, it was really noticeable last week in, in a couple of these sort of games, where you get they get into these corners and then players just do circles. Yeah. And circles, and, oh shit, oh shit, come, oh, and then just throw it back to the middle and they get pinned exactly where they just played the ball. Mm-hmm. And it happened to Souths, it happened, well, it happens to Tigers every week, um, <laughs> it happened in, it was very noticeable in another game on the Sunday, and I can't remember what it was, I'll get to it, mm-hmm. but... Um, but that that's the proof in the pudding there from what you're saying, yeah. yeah but it's either if you're going to go, obviously there's times where you can go the one out run and try to beat someone with footwork and then you'll score. But you need to have shapes on your inside and outside. It happened a little bit to Penrith in the first half, and they got yeah, it together. did. And Taruva got away with that try yeah. where he put the grubber Sorry, in. Sorry, Penrith might have been thinking of bounced out. around yeah. a little bit, mm. but um, yeah, I really think they need someone straight. Whether it's a back rower taking the ball before Walker and then Walker trails with him and they, they try to work together or something like that. But, um, yeah, they really need to straighten up, especially on that left-hand edge because um, Keon's doing the job on the right. But there's, there's not much going on on the left there, which, is, which isn't helping them, I don't think. Um, yeah, Eisenhoof was fantastic in this game too, yeah. I thought. There was that one run where he bumped off three or four blokes and they, they gave offload, the offload yeah. and then they went down the, down the edge and it was probably close to the try of the season. And um, the... Coates kicks it back in yep. for Munster to score um, right next to the post. I thought that was a um, really impressive part of the game. And Souths were on top for the last 15, 20 minutes. And if, if it wasn't for a, a meanie try saver where he knocks out AJ yeah. and then um, yeah. a grant try saver in that last um, five minutes of the game, the Souths probably should have won, run away and won this game. But um, yeah, they, they, they saved it realistically. There um, was also but, um, Isaac Thompson as well, as he's grounding the ball, his knee just. Goes over the yeah, sideline as well. Yeah, that was um, Harry yeah. Grant wrapped around his legs, oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, that dragged him into touch there. And, um, yeah, I thought Isaac Thompson was actually pretty good in this game. Um, Graham Burgess, I thought Sele was good on his return. Um, working they off the bench, he'll, they he'll, do he'll need get him. Some get back into the middle of the field. Yeah, Keon was very good. Um, Cook and Walker were impressive, but um, Murray was their best player again, I thought. Um <laughs> which happens every shock week. Me. Yeah, shock you. Eisenhuth, Liero had really good games. Um, Welch and Kamikamika were pretty good in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, they held their own. They were dominated a little bit, but they did hold their own. Munster and Meany were, were really good and caused a few problems for, for the um, the for the South. But, yeah, great. Um, King is just on another level at the moment. I, I don't know what's happened to him. And um, Harry Grant as well. He's just every time they are struggling, Harry Grant just spent like there's a ten minute period every time that Melbourne is struggling where he just gets them into position where they need to be and sets up a drive. Yeah. There was that happens. One play <laughs> too. But he, and happens. usually what he'll do is make a ten meter run to mm. get them there and then they'll play the ball go there, and the next minute he's the one getting Get dragging everyone right else along. Yeah. There, there was, oh, I think it was when Warbrick scored and it was that dart from dummy half from about mm. ten out and he got to the line and where is a lot of players would probably try and force the try. He, he sort of wriggled his way out of the tackle, turned around and got the offload to get the ball downfield. And, and the Souths weren't really yeah, ex- expecting it. You can edge. see Alex Johnston sort of shit himself as it's going towards Walbrook and he's yeah. starting to get the wobbles as he's going back. And that, that was all off the back of an instinct play from Harry. And you wouldn't usually see that from hookers going from the dart from dummy half. They're instantly thinking, I'm going to go in and try and dive over and score here. Whereas yeah. him off the defender, turn around and get the pass. Warbrick's starting to get it. He's, um, he starting he's starting to, to come good, and he's getting his physicality a bit better, and mm. uh, he'll be. He's getting a few more options as well, which yeah. which always helps. And um, Harry Grant, man of the match. Josh King, yep. two points, and then um, Cameron Murray. I had is the one, but can argue oh. about that. 
I would possibly maybe argue Burgess. It depends. The mm. Murray, if you want to go for the defence. Um, Burgess, if you want to go for the attacking he, attacking work in the middle. Yeah, so. give it to Burgess. We've brushed Yo and Murray in consecutive matches here. Look Barney's out. changed over the off-season. Yeah. You know. oh, hey, I gave it to Murray. You convinced me. Nah, Tommy was good. Yeah, Tommy I, I, was I, convinced, I convinced you too easily, though. Tommy That's was fantastic. But, yeah, what, what did he make? 53 tackles, I think, Murray? Yeah. And 140 metres as well. But. Has Tom Burgess <laughs> been the most... I'm, I'm trying to think he the most consistent Burgess throughout his whole career. I think he's had the longest career yeah. out of him, but you, yeah, yeah. you've got to think consistency well, I think for what, year eight year. years, he's done exactly what Tom yeah. Burgess does every yeah. year. For Whereas, of course, years, Sam, Sam peaked above. As well, yeah. But yeah. First two or three years of his career, he was absolutely yeah. killing it, yeah. Tommy. Also, probably but one of the more underrated forwards in the game. I mean, we rate him every week, but just in general, I don't think enough people think talk about him. Um, I'd like to see him push the offload a little bit more, but... Yeah. But that's a common theme across most props. Mm. Props aren't really taught. You know, but he always gets way. through. He gets, always seems yeah. to get his nose through the line. And it's that kind of guy that you want trying to promote yeah. the ball. Yeah. But, uh, all right. but he did drop it a lot a couple of years ago as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> he's probably yeah. been told he's not probably to fucking do it. He, he, <laughs> I, I honestly believe he'll have a game this year where he two try two or three tries. Because mm. there'll be a game where they get it right. Yeah, he will. And he'll be... He's, Absolutely. He's he that third man well, in that Murray. We almost scored twice in this yeah, game, I'm pretty but he, sure. He's, he's that third man in that Murray. Millimetres away from scoring at one point. He, he's got the trio with Cook and Murray where they just love that punch. And he, he'll barrel yeah. over a couple of times uh, at some point this year. Uh, hopefully while he's still in my draft side. Uh, Saturday kicked off with a 32-all draw. Mm. I believe the first one since 2020. Yes. And it was these two teams. Uh, in that no, uh, Newcastle and Penrith. Oh, I thought it was Newcastle. Man. It was Newcastle. Uh, okay. Yeah, it okay. was the, the week the week we came back from the season suspension. Yeah, right. Okay. Ah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, and, and again, this round, apart from the three shitty teams, uh, all went down. Every game was yeah. alive with five minutes to go. It's been unreal. It's been so good. Uh, this was an entertaining enough game. Yeah. Lockie Miller probably wish he had the first ten minutes of the game over again, but Barney, what does that say? Six tries apiece, four out of six conversions from both teams. A missed field goal and a two-point field goal from Manly. Uh, zero out of two field goals and... A, what's that, a missed two-point field goal as well from Newcastle. 39 out of 45 sets played 37 out of 44. Eight line breaks from both teams. 31 tackle bust to Manly, 49 to Newcastle. Seven offloads to eight. One force dropout to two. No 40-20s. I don't think there was one kick this weekend, actually. But we'll Did Reid kick one again? Oh, actually, Reid yeah, kicked one. one. Anyway, we'll get there. 357 <laughs> tackles played 402. Two ruck infringements to one. One inside the ten against Newcastle. Seven penalties conceded to five. Five errors to seven. A sin bin from both teams. Jakey made 49 tackles. Can't read my own handwriting. That's fantastic. Somebody from the other team made 49 also. Uh, uh, let me, uh, my favourite. Uh, uh, Turbo got... Uh, Gerbo, uh, Braley. Oh, oh, can Braley. I, oh, can I bring up... Once you're done, I'm going to bring up How my point. I, anyway, Braley made 49 tackles. Uh, Tommy made 297 running metres and Miller made 282. Young with 148 supercoach points and four tries, I think it was. Tommy with 106 and Marzu with 102. Back-to-back hundreds for Marzu. All right. And, uh, and I don't think it's going to finish anytime mm, soon. If you're looking good. Is his third game this week? Making some money this week? 
So, yeah, I'm going to call Child Services in to do a retroactive investigation because week after week, both both the Braley brothers are what getting at least 40 tackles than they have been doing for at least five years. Mm. When they were growing up, did their father just get them out the back and just run full yeah, pelt at them over yeah. and over and over again likely. until no, actually, the, until I they stop getting heard, injured um, and to tackle him? Like what? Like for the, for the probably. I, I listened to ten minutes <laughs> of the continuous right. call team like, on Sunday Arvo, and it was their father. Really? Yeah. And um, you know what it probably was? They probably had he like co- a, he coached them through. He coached. Okay. Uh, he coached them in some of the younger age groups. But they probably they had like a border collie or something out the back, they and they were just running around them. trying to tackle the fucking dog. <laughs> Are no, they? he's younger brother. They're a couple of years apart. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, they, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're talking about that. Like he was, um, so pretty much he, he teach him how. And to he's got there's a third Taj. I think charges mm. the sharks. Apparently, he's, he's the youngest one. Really? Yeah. Can he tackle? Well. I mean, he's awkward. Oh as well. my god! Well, yeah. he, he's a, so what? So what you're telling me basically is. They'd go to footy training, they'd go to a game, the dad would absolutely whoop their asses getting him to tackle and they'd go home and he'd say, out the back boys, i got a, I got a prize for you, go out and there's a fucking tackle bag right there. They yeah. probably wanted it. Oh, it was probably two verse one in the backyard yeah. and <laughs> yeah, one of them dad. just never had the ball so yeah. he, was just getting, he was just tackling his ass off trying to get the ball off the other two. <laughs> My young bloke can't tackle, so any tips are welcome. He can do everything else in the yeah, game, right. but he doesn't like tackling. But it, 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 it is just he insane tries, he how tries his off. two brothers, not in the same team, so not in the same setup, haven't been for a while now, both playing hooker, both consistently making 40 tackles a don't game. Miss, it, don't it, miss it, a lot. Yeah, and it's gotten, to the point, yeah, it's gotten to that point for me where it's like, this has to be addressed because this isn't just this isn't just a coincidence here. Like this is Something's going on, but... Um, I thought Newcastle were probably the better team for the first half in this game, and it, a lot of it came down to discipline and holding on to the ball. I think they made one error in the first half. I think Manly probably started I way better. I don't like think the first Man- 10 yeah, minutes well, or so, Manly were well on top. Yeah, I think, but, um, but it was Newcastle more the got, got the sin bin. Yeah, and that, was, that sort of changed game things. completely changed. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I guess maybe not more in terms of certain, like at, at the start, the momentum was purely with Manly, but I think... As well, sort of managing that Newcastle did that well, and a Their lot of it. And again, a lot better yeah, than and least did it, it's just parts in they're game. a hard-working team, and I was not tipping Newcastle to be that kind of team. I mean, Lockie Miller, um, you bring up the first ten minutes, but other than that, this season he's oh, he has been um, he's been better than we've seen Ponga consistently, and uh, he's been out injured with concussions or whatever. But like he has been so good. Is that a throw-off or what? Is he like? Uh, I'm just not getting anywhere near yeah. Olakowatu. Or, oh, yeah. no, 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 I don't know where I was. Oh, it's a, oh fuck. I'll make, I'll, make, I'll make it up by running for 200-odd metres later. Don't worry. But You see if he's just backpedalling, yeah. backpedalling. He's like, this bloke's going to score on the 10-metre line. He goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the 10-metre line. Well, he uh, took a, I only saw a five minutes of Matty John show, but he took it quite easy. He did. He, he, uh, he copped his medicine on it. So. Well, we talk about... Um, Obviously, meterage and certain players getting over 100 metres and whatever and Canberra's shit effort. Well, Newcastle had four players get over 200 metres in this game. Miller, Young, Gagai and Marju. And a, a tear rolls down my eyes, I say Marju. I mean, just, yeah. And that's the problem with Newcastle last year. They had a couple of forwards where you go, OK, they're consistently putting in an effort. Frizzell was off at different times, but we put our hands up and say, what's going on with the backs? Like, the backs just weren't doing anything. It I know, comes from Miller, man. I know in defence they were they were poor, but in attack goes, last but year as well. This goes back to what I said about Canberra, though. 
It's amazing what pace does to everyone else. Around. If you've got a light yeah, and a good big, bloke they're fast, people, and then you've got a bloke in the middle yeah, of the field. People yeah. suddenly go stuck and, oh, fuck, what's going to happen next? Mm. And the Like, gay guy's team. not slow. Mazu and, um, no. and Young aren't slow. They're big no. guys as well. So you give them good, clean ball, nice and early with a bit of time and space to do their job. And speaking of the backs, I mean... Well, I, and... and, and Look at you, going, go, you going. I was just going to say, I don't think Dom Young's getting dropped again anytime soon. <laughs> no. Probably not. But the whole point of all that as well is that when you've got that, you need uh, you need someone them to get them in the right spot. And if, you've got to give credit to Jackson Hastings. as one mm. of his actually yeah, better games. Probably his best game of the everyone, season, I think. He had everyone getting what they needed to get at the right time to get yeah. it. And... Um, they know exactly what they need now. Yeah. They need to, you know, work hard in the middle of the field and then they need good clean service out of dummy half, which they get majority mm. of the time out of Braley. And then you make your decision. It's either you get Miller on the skip and a run and get an outsider defender, which just throws the whole thing into chaos, or you've got Hastings working in and around the ball with inside outside balls and changing angles in and around the middle of the field. Um and this and I I, uh, I was a bit critical in the first couple of games because he was just Dumping on, shoveling on, but yeah, I think he's got. I think he's got confidence, and he's got confidence in the plays around him. And his kicking game is which makes a well. difference. It's, it's a difference. You're a different player when you trust everyone else as well, as opposed Absolutely. to where you were. Yeah. Um, and to see the other fucking retards he left, um, <laughs> be begging for a halfback. It's like, well, I've anyway. I've brought it up way too much. We'll I mean, get to everyone, them, everyone, we'll get everyone, to everyone, they, but everyone knows. Everyone the sun knows it. Everyone knows it. But I just want to wrap. I want to particularly because I was. Two games I was critical of him, and I want to wrap him. And for a team that I've constantly stuck the boot into for four years now, yeah. um, they are overperforming. They are Absolutely. trying very hard. They're playing for each other and obviously playing for their coach. So you've got to you've got to give all that credit. And that's without Ponga, who I, who will come back in at six. But um, they're going to keep being fine without him when they get him back. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see how he fits back in. You get another one running on the other side of the field. Well, with they a bit might. Of pace just, and you might just go back to being. You can just stick to the left of your best, Kalen, because mm, I dare say that's where it'll yeah. be because Miller's we'll worry, we'll worry fitting in really well on yeah. the right. So, well, Newcastle's fullback had a pretty good game, but uh, Manly's fullback, whose name currently escapes me, had had an alright game as well. I it think. Did. Well, it, it, funnily enough, he's running around at thirty-three quarter pace, but yeah, yeah but, but and the thing and the thing is too, he, he sort of changed his game a little bit, and I know I've harped mm. on about well, how he's talked about he's trying he's, to run now. Yeah. Consciously think how he runs, and he's I think that's uh, yeah. and all, and that's probably part of it. So he can be a bit more unpredictable for sides, but also he's becoming more of a, a provider than a, than a scorer. He's still scoring, not in this game. He's still scoring tries. And a couple of years ago, obviously he's getting through a game, but I think he got what is what he's it, he got two try assists in this like one. He's, as still, well, he's still, so. still learning. The best thing for him, he's only he'd be yeah. twenty six max. I think he's yeah. twenty six. Like, yeah. Ridiculous game of footy. Um, Manly were all over it in the first 10 minutes. They were terrorising the middle of the field for Newcastle, and I thought it was just going to be a, a shut-up, lay-down game White where they just yeah. run through the middle of Newcastle and pull them apart. Um, and then they were hitting edges with Ola Kowatu and um, <clears throat> on the other side with Tuolangi, who was actually playing quite well as well these days for a Tigers reject. But um, the Sinbin, I thought, changed the game, realistically. Um, yep. Ola Kowatu getting Sinbin uh, 10 minutes in, and then the Knights went and... They just went bang bang, scored two tries in the space of five minutes, and evened up the scores. And then they had a they had Dom Young sent to the bin, and they scored again <laughs> to, yeah, and um, to score with uh, when you're down to twelve men is a massive thing, and it does make a huge difference. Even though Manly also scored 
while they were one short, I think it just gave them the confidence that like we can score a player down, and they only got one. Like they they yeah. mainly should have probably pressed on and maybe scored two or three tries in that period, and they didn't. Um, there's a few errors there which didn't help them, but um, they just started scoring, uh, causing so many problems for the edges of Manly. Like their defence on the edges was um, deplorable at times. They were getting turned inside out. Um, it has a lot to do with with the. I think they knights are a little bit quicker than what Manly are on the outside edges, and you saw it when they got turned around. Um, we, but we were back to where we were this time last year with the Manly edges. Yeah, well, Cool is a big out because he yeah. does have that pace. Uh, and I, I shut think Park is a, down, a fair enough defensive centre. He's not mm. a world beater, but he's fair enough. But we know we know what Harper is. Yeah. Uh, we but he was really good ball in hand. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did <laughs> his defensive. And that's the thing. All, all he, like Young scored four tries. He had work to do in every try. He it did. wasn't just Absolutely, he wasn't just he did. dropping the ball over the line. So. Yep. Um, and yeah, the Newcastle as said they were fantastic on the outside edges and um, Young jumping over the top of people and brushing <laughs> people off and. He looked like a world-beater at different parts of this game. Um, I think they were flattered a little bit with some pretty ordinary defence from the outside edges of Manly. I thought they probably could have shut the game down towards the back end, but they um, they just seemed to con- continually make errors and de- defensive errors as well, which um, which didn't help. Um, Tom, Tom and Garrick were, were really good, ball in hand, as well as Harper. And they did a lot of work, but yeah, Tommy's only running around at three quarter pace. I thought DCE, I thought Paseka had one of his better games, and um, Tuolangi, LOE was decent. I thought Bull- Bullymore was actually quite good off the bench in this game. Um, he's a, he's a bit hit and miss though for me. And Jake and um, Olakawatu were easily the best forwards for the Manly side. Um, Newcastle's back five won every match up on the field. Like they, <laughs> man to man, they just. Pulled the, the Manly back five apart, um, apart from Tommy. But even then, if you match up Miller with Tommy, Miller probably wins the day, to be honest. Um, only just, but... And, um, yeah, Gay Guy and Marzu were fantastic. Hastings is really strong, as you mentioned. I thought um, Lee, uh, Croker, Matt Croker off the bench was really yeah. good. And Leo Thompson starting was fantastic. Yeah. 43 tackles. Those boys, they're big, wide boys. (laughs) They're doing a job, which um, we we did mention they needed some help with the Saifidi boys, and they're actually outshining the Saifidi boys at the moment. Um, Frizzell and Braley were really good, um, and um, Jack Johns did a decent job in the middle there as well, um, which, yeah, he probably deserves a few more minutes. And, yeah, Miller. He may well get him. He may may end up... Mm. Absorbing uh, Kurt Mann's minutes as we yeah, get so. further into the year. Yeah. Yeah. Miller and Young were brilliant. They were the best two players on the field. Young, you'll see it, Alan. Hard to go past Miller and Young, especially Young getting the four tries, and I think Miller was absolutely fantastic, has been all year. I had Young with the three just because of the four tries. And, and he, as he said, he did have to do work to score those tries. Miller with two, and then um, either Mazu or Olakowatu for the one. Give it up, Mazu. Yeah. Uh, we, geez, we were very, very winger heavy. Tonight, um, that'll change. We were, sure. we were bullish about <laughs> we were bullish about Manly early right. on, uh, and obviously very negative on Newcastle. Mm. Where where are they sitting in compare? Are they about par, as a score suggests? Mm. Or well, Manly's a bit under uh, par. Do you think Newcastle in this more game anyway? I'm starting to get a feel that Newcastle mm. and New uh, Canberra like. Uh, that sort of seven or eight. Newcastle, if I think you want to see Schuster in there for another three or four games. Yeah. 
because Jack Jones, uh, Cooper Johns uh, didn't offer a lot in this game, no. especially combining with the outside backs yeah. and Tommy. Um, so there's there's Weeks that end up which playing, can um, twenty minutes end up around sort of centre yeah. and played a bit of hooker, I think, at different stages. But, um, but I, I, maybe Manly are just like like a bit like said South. Maybe Manly are just Manly with. Tommy. Well, when Manly have been impressive, it's been their forwards that have been really taking yeah. up the battle, especially in defence and belting um, the opposition forwards into sort of a bit of submission, to be honest, and yep. then and then running through the middle of the field, um, which they didn't really do in this game. They did it for the first ten minutes, and there was a ten minute period in the second half sort of towards the back end of the game where they started to sort of really lift their intensity, but their intensity in this game was nowhere near where it should have been. Um, Newcastle, in my opinion, are well and truly overperforming, yeah. but with the Is guys that, that are there, no, I it? think it is, on it, to be honest. Um, if these bench Fitzgibbon's having his best season in ever. Uh, we're, I don't know, we're five games in. Croker, but, Leo, Thompson. Um, they're all... Uh, and, and, and you've got Frizzell, who is like, a super, like on his day is one of the best back rowers running around. But once you start around. respecting each other and, and you're winning these sort of games or at least dragging yourselves through them, mm-hmm. it, it grows. Like and Braley, who will make a million tackles in the middle. So yeah. I think if they can keep their middle intact against most oppositions, then they're going to cause problems. Well, I think, I think what they are, like I said, they're going to sort of they've sort of become that Canberra team where you have to beat them through the middle and then mm. and earn the right to then score points, and then you've got a you've got. Uh, Sure to see Ponga, but you've got a, a halfback that's not going to just let you run over him because they've got a lot more him. points in them than and we thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But th- that's a sort of a perfect storm we think they've found. They've gone, they've actually gone and found a spine that makes sense in a modern game as opposed to some other clubs which we're about to. And um, get yeah, to. It, it, I do see there'll be games where they will get beaten through the middle of the field, and mm. they probably will get may even get trounced at different points yeah. where they just get run over through the middle of the field. But, but like if they played Canberra next week, they they could put thirty on Canberra. Yeah, yeah absolutely, forty, fifty. Because the they'll, they'll, they'll more than match them, and then mm. they, they won't concede eighteen points against Canberra. You wouldn't think so. Score more. Well, cool. All right. No uh, tick uh, to uh, them. A tick to them, but kind of begrudgingly because in the, in the off season they got Miller, they got Hastings, and they got Marju. <laughs> yeah, from our, car, our clubs, seriously. Actually, I just realised actually, this all this carrying about Sawali, wasn't it convenient they managed to sign Dom Young? Uh, mm. uh, uh, mysteriously, within about two weeks of Sawali not being there. Hey, the Roosters have still not confirmed that they've signed Dom Young. Oh, really? I thought they, they, they Young. haven't. But Young said that they have. Isn't Young on record of saying? I think well, Young, the one that Young's, told the dressing room? Young's told yeah, Young's told the dressing room pretty much, but the Roosters haven't confirmed it, so ooh, I don't yes. know. Usually they confirm it by now. That's all. That's just, yeah, just a bit weird. Fair enough. All right. Next up on a Saturday evening, the carnival was over for the Dolphins, and may well be over for the for the best of their hopes and for some foreseeable of the future. Yeah. Foreseeable future is thirty-eight to twelve. The Dragons much maligned again. Uh, put up a show, as most teams are, except for another Malign team. But Anyway, uh, what the stats say? Full disclosure, I've only seen the highlights of this because we were out and about and got drunk. <laughs> I did go back and watch it, but we had seven tries to two. Five out of seven conversions played one out of two for the Dolphins and one out of two penalty attempts for the Dolphins. 38 out of 44 sets played 30 out of 35. 420-plus running metres and 145-plus post-contact metres for the Dragons. Nine line breaks to three, 39 tackle bust to 21, 11 offloads to five, two force dropouts for St George, zero 40-20s. 275 tackles played 350 for the Dolphins, two ruck infringements to three, zero inside the 10s, eight penalties conceded from both teams, six errors conceded from both sides, and a sin bin for the Dolphins. 
Laurie made 31 tackles. Lemu Lemu made 41. Uh, who is that? Jesus. Isako with 197 running metres. Suli with 198 running metres. Uh, Supercoach points. Isako with 108 Supercoach points. Hunt with 103. And Ravalawa with 92. What do you say? Well done, the Dragons. Well well done to the Dragons. And uh, the Dolphins forwards tried, at least in defence. Oh, Dragons six, fought really hard, yeah. especially in the first half. The the Dolphins forwards, thirty tuck, six of them got at least 30 tackles, um, mm. as you sort of went over there talking about some of the tackle stats. Um, but I think one of the big key factors, and it's going to be the big key factor when the Dragons win games this year, Ben Hunt was yeah, amazing. He, for, for me, best master. player. Best player on the field. Uh, yeah, the puppet master directing the Dragons around the field and got involved in defence as well. 15 tackles, which I'm not sure... He, does he usually get around that? Yeah, I mean, it's 10 a, to 20, yeah, it's a roughly. solid. Yeah, but I mean, um, he does play hooker for Australia, yeah. so he can tackle. Yeah, yeah. He can it, tackle. It, oh, I'm not saying he can't tackle, but just in that position um, as well. And um, 124 running meters. He, he ran the ball really well too. Um, there was a, that try that he scored um, as well. There was just sort of nothing going on, and it was sort of like he was shaping up to pass the ball downfield. But sometimes those instinct, instinctive plays can make all the difference. Where He's he just really went good himself at that too. and he just, just seems to do it every week yeah. or two. He just Pops yeah. up and scores a try. And it's good because he doesn't overdo it, I think, sometimes with... And he's not necessarily a running half, but that's where some running halves get into to an issue as well, where they sort of try and force themselves a little bit mm-hmm. too much, I think. But yeah. I think he's got it down to, to a pretty that he's strong good as fuck. I think he's just a yeah. really strong A small, nugget. strong man, yeah. yeah. Um, 39 missed tackles uh, from the Dolphins. I, I don't have the Dragon stat, but I think it was like a lot less um, in that one. So, And I think a lot of that... 21, there you go. And I think a lot of that sort of maybe came more towards the edges. As I said, in the middle, the Dolphins were working hard in, in their defence. But um, Blake Laurie, again, we, we give him raps most weeks, but it, it just is what it is. And ever since that week where, I, the th- best forward on the field. where I thought he... Yeah, ever, since, ever since I thought he scored his first try ever that week, it seems like he's, he just scores every week now. He gets <laughs> at least one. Um, Lemuelo as well, I've got to give out of that those Dolphins six defenders I've got to give him the special shout he did the yeah, most work there good. as you said the 41 tackles Very good. Um, and the Dragons back five all ran for at least 100 metres you can sort of expect that out of them at least in attack they're very it could be risky, and they open themselves up to making a lot of errors. But they definitely do have. We we bring up speed. They've they've got speed in, in their back line. Yeah. So when they are up against a team that's maybe down on troops like the Dolphins are, or some of the worst te- worst teams in the competition, you sort of see them start to light up. And again, it's all off the back of the the puppet master, as you said, Ben Hunt, getting some good ball out to them as well. And yeah, look, credit to the to the Dolphins forwards. I'd say for for holding in there. But at the end of the day the class of Benton Hunt sort of rose above and the Dragons, to their credit, the rest of the side sort of rose with him. Yeah, well, the Dolphins did fight really hard in that in the first half, um, but they're probably redlining at the moment, realistically. They've been up for the first four and a half weeks of the competition. They've now lost two halves in two weeks. Yeah. Um, you're relying on a young kid who's, what, 19, playing seven, and he had to play six in this game as well. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's been out for do, a week with injury as well He was trying to do everything he could. I thought he was actually quite good, to be honest, um, in a team that didn't have a lot of options. He was providing something, but... Um, Yes, O'Sullivan's a big out for them. And then Milford after 17 minutes never really helps. Dragons after about 20, 25 minutes just took absolute control of this match and never let it go. Um, Laurie crashes over in the first half and, you know, it, 
And then Hunt just absolutely took control of the game, kicked into corners, ran the ball, as you mentioned, uh, good in defence, and then just started putting his outside backs away time after time. Um, yeah, uh, they, Dolphins yeah, just didn't have any real attacking options. I think young Bostock went over twice and ended up in touch both times, <laughs> the poor bloke. But um, there's a spark out there, but they need obviously some blokes on the inside that can get it out to him. Um, it just yeah, they didn't really have any field position or attacking options where Ben Hunt had it all and, <laughs> and um, cashed in on it. There's no really overly good performance out of the Dolphins. Katoa, I thought, was good being the main point of attack. Bromwich and Lemueli worked really hard. Oh, well, you can add Gilbert to that. They worked really yeah. hard, but they didn't really impact the game apart from, you know, doing their job and doing it quite well. Um, Jerry Marsh King was very good. He was probably the the other point of attack that they did have, and um, he's been, every game I think he's played, he's been close to their best player, and was again in this one. And Asako with a try, a try assist, and seven tackle bus was the Dolphins' best when he did get the opportunities that, out he wide. He has a good year. We, we've mm. at times been critical, but he's had a pretty good year this year. Um, Lomax and Little were were quite good for the Dragons. I thought they did a, a good job in the middle of the field. And, um, Josh Kerr again is playing really strongly at the moment for this for this team, and it's probably their biggest um, go forward man, and, um, or the biggest player that they have realistically in this squad. And he's doing a job. DeBellum was was pretty good off the bench. Bird, Ravalawa, and Sloan really chimed in when needed and Bird, um, um, provided yeah, a Bird. link and and some really good tough carries uh, as well. It's not a revelation, but he's a good player, Jack Bird. He, <laughs> he, he had that nice try assist, uh, and he's. That's why I was stunned last week when they played him off the bench. I, yeah. I have no idea why you would put him on the bench when he's consistently a good, uh, like a, a decent threat in and around so the field. I think, yeah, I think one of the chairs got moved. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> they're moving the chairs in down there. But yeah, they chimed in really nicely, and Laurie was the best forward again on the field, and Ben Hunt was tremendous. He's the best player on the field. Yep, by a fair way. Yeah. Anything else we got to talk about here? Really, I Dolphins think, might be. Yeah. I think. You can maybe put a pin in them for a couple for of weeks at least. Being. Yeah, absolutely. Dragons. Uh, I don't know what their draw looks like immediately, but uh, are they going to trouble teams, or is this just you? Yeah, you give them enough opportunity, they will. If they um, another team similar to Newcastle, there's some points there. They've got some big, strong outside backs, and if they're in the fight in the middle of the field, they're probably going to score enough points to be able to yeah. win. Y- it's yeah, just yeah. whether they can keep the other team from scoring enough yeah. points to beat them. All right, three to hunt. Yep. Two to Laurie. Yep. One, two. Had Bird or a Sacco, but yep. go Bird. All righty. We get to uh, this mm. this fine game, which, as I said, I went back and watched for some for some sick reason. <laughs> uh, Forty six to twelve. The competition uh, front runners beat the competition back runners. Cellar dwellers. Cellar dwellers. Let's go mm. with that. Uh, what the stats say, Barn. We had eight tries to two, seven out of eight conversions, and two out of two for the Tigers. 36 out of 47 sets played 25 out of 34. 510-plus running metres for the Broncos. Nine line breaks to three, 26 tackle busts to 20. 12 offloads to 13, two forced dropouts forced by the Tigers. No 40-20s. 255 tackles made by the Broncos, 322 made by the Tigers. Two ruck infringements against both sides. One inside the 10 against Brisbane, three against the Tigers. Two penalties conceded to eight. 15 errors for the Broncos, 11 for the Tigers. 
Capewell made 29 tackles. Papali'i with 32. Cobbo with 234 running metres. Dwayhe, do he, does he, will he, 143 Dwayne running he. metres. <laughs> Supercoach points, Payne Haas with 95, Walsh with 95, and two other Broncos before you got to Papali'i from the Tigers on 70. What do you want to say? Well, you went and watched it. Dorks. Say something. Yeah, I was sad afterwards. <laughs> I was sad. I love, I love Brisbane. <laughs> I love watching Brisbane play. I like the way they play. I like a lot of their players. So that was less sad. But um, Yeah, do you guys also, when well, your like, team loses to a really, really good team, it doesn't feel... Have you like, watched football doesn't feel as bad? Like, it, it just sort of... No, this felt pretty bad. Oh, but not really, because like, oh, there's nothing left. There's no badness left to feel. It just I'm empty inside, <laughs> like I have been for 38 years on this earth. They have not done anything to help me. But uh, they... <laughs> Are you okay, bro? <laughs> they... Oh, uh, they gave were, you one good year. What do you want? Uh, Come I, on. I, I'm sick of talking about it because you know what? They have no spine. There's just no spine. Dewey isn't a fullback. He's not a fullback's arsehole. Uh, and... Not interested uh, in and, and what annoys me is when you put the bloke back there... And Tim Shane's can't say he's the best fullback in the club because he had to. And to not even try, especially defensively, mm-hmm. is average. He has no interest in a support play, being a support player as a fullback. He just wanders around the field sort of aimlessly at times. Uh, and then what, what am I supposed to say about Luke Brooks and the rest of them? So I've got nothing to say. I want to say that Sean Bloy had his best game first grade. I thought he was outstanding. He did. He was fantastic. I thought he was both, on, both, on both sides of the field, defensively and attacking. He was fantastic. He was easily Tigers... Oh, I'd say easily. His Tiger's best puppy. He's fine. He's nice enough. Bateman tries hard. Yeah, the frauds try hard. They just like they get down there, and then everyone looks at each other and goes, "Oh, we're fucked again." <laughs> and then someone throw. Has is there, have you ever seen a team throw more in hundred meter tries to the yeah, other team? Yeah, the Bateman mm. pass off of puppy. Like, yeah, it, like isn't that just symptomatic of what the fuck is going on? No one knows where anyone's supposed to be, or what they're supposed to be doing, or where they're supposed to be pushing up. So they lob a ball at the back, and then one of their back, one of their if someone Cobra catches it, and runs out of it. Yep. I reckon. I think it's every game this year, so at least one or two. It's at least been three or four. Definitely yeah. in the Bulldogs game. Definitely in this game. Uh, definitely round. Definitely a Titans. And there was another one mm. where there's been 80 metre tries because some idiot pops a ball to someone that's not there. Or the idiot's not there and someone pops a ball to him. And someone goes, oh, thanks, I'll take it. And then no one's quick enough to run him down. Uh, and I actually think we've got some decent-sized, skilled outside backs. I think Capella's mm. having his best year. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, Tupo can be something. But yeah. when, we, when I bag other slow back lines, but they just they just exist. They're just there. They don't get any clean ball. No. They never get clean ball. There's always someone in their face and by the time, time they get it. And any time someone's... We, we, we'll march 70 metres upfield, and then it's Actually, a seven-tackle set. And the Tigers matched it for about six minutes, and there was a nice play down the left-hand side where Kapoa got through and then put Supu right. down the left-hand edge. And the kick was probably a little misdirected, but they got the ball back, and then that was pretty much it. Yep. It was a dumb penalty, so, and then it was 28-0 at half-time. So, so the outrage is, is being about the board now because I guess so they've got to be outraged about something. And then I don't disagree with it, so that's all fine commentary in the media. But... Well, like, what am I going to say about Tigers games anymore? Because it's the same story every week until something changes. It won't change this week because guess what? We've got the same two uh, pot plants in the middle of the field. So uh, I'm not going to bore around with that. Uh, like I said, apart from wrapping a couple of works I did. Um, Brisbane are a good team. They're still premiership favourites. So I think, and looking at their draw, they will struggle to lose before Origin, really. Um, they'd have to turn up and not play well. But um, like they're just they're up-tempo. Their forwards just march. They... They've got the big tag team through the middle, which we've talked about, but everyone uh, conversely knows their role. They're now waking Stags up, who gets to be fired by playing teams like the Tigers. But 
Um, did, uh, fast outside footwork backs that score points. And J- Reese Walsh is probably going to be by the year I see when we sit down and it's looking like talk it. it. It's a long mm. way to go, but when we sit down and talk about it, um, he offers a dozen points to this team. Which is already a good team. Another yes. one that's just got acceleration and pace and yeah. get on the outside of the defender. We saw it with Sloan as well, uh, like uh, in the we last game. But um, mm. which I didn't really try a minute. But when you can, when you can, when you're here and you're half through a line and you're able to just burn them, it's 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 gold. And you've already attracted two defenders, yeah. and that that um, three on three's now turned into a two on three or a one on three on your outside edge. And good luck defending against that. As I said, twenty eight points in thirty minutes for the, the to end the first half. That's um. Sorry, the first try with um, the first try with Ricky, uh, that right foot step was that good that Brooks just had to sit at, sit down and tap him on the ass as he ran past him. <laughs> well done, mate. That was I think I sent Barney. <laughs> I said I'm actually going to watch this game. And six, what is it? Seven minutes, and I sent Barney a message. Just said this was a mistake, <laughs> and just Luke Brooks falling over. <laughs> Dead set, sat down and tapped him on the ass yeah. as he ran past. It was a good moment in the game. He's just that confused. He just sat down. Uh, yep, yeah, well done. <laughs> um, and then it was five or ten minute intervals between the Broncos scoring points for pretty much the rest of the game. They scored every five or ten minutes for the rest of the game, and the Tigers just could not stop them whatsoever. Um, and it came off the back of Haas and Carrigan just tearing through the middle of this Tigers defence, and they had no real answers. If it wasn't Carrigan popping balls back out for Haas to then go another 10 metres... And then another offload, and it just it ended up being chaos at the back end of the game. Um, some really nice offloads, skill and pace out wide. Just, yeah, completely tore them apart. There's a nice grab there from Papa Lee for his try, the little kick where he's managed to somehow scoop it up just before it hits the ground and score. But that was about as good as it got for the, for the Tigers. Um, the Broncos targeted the halves in defence for the Tigers. Like, they went at Brooks. Constantly, they went at um, who was playing Wakeham on the other side, yeah. and they just scored a whole shit ton of points straight through where the halves were defending. Um, short kicks in and behind the line with rushing defence, and no Dewey there to clean it up. No winger coming folding not back across. Cool, to, like just yeah, not even within Kuwait. There was two or three tries where Blake's put the ball down, and there was no one within five yeah. ten metres of him. Like they, they just like fell on a ball. Now, and I don't scored, know if they have to wait around ten, but at some point, if he's serious and if of where they're supposedly heading. They need to pull the trigger on some of the freaking uh, reserve-grade players, the Magpie players, or the Howard Mats player, mm. the other one. Not the other one. SG Ball. SG Ball, Ball players, yeah. like your ballers of the world, who have points in them, have pace, and, like, give them a go. Mm. Stafford Toll was the best of the back five, and he was pretty ordinary, especially in defence, but um, he was the best of the back five. It was, um, yeah, not, no great... Decent ball to get out to the backs, which doesn't help. But, um, yeah, Clemmer, Twile and Bateman were okay. Stefano off the bench was pretty good. Confusing me why they started him off the bench. I have no idea why you would be starting him off the bench, considering he's been close to their best forward for the most of the season. Maybe protect him from getting bashed. Yeah, maybe. And um, Bloor and Papali'i were the best of the Tigers yeah, like, by a long way. And... Um, you could go through pretty much the whole Broncos side, but Carrigan and Cobo did a really good job. Um... I thought Reynolds was fantastic as well, as as well as Cape. Well, Ricky had a really good game, and um, to power off the bench was actually you know did a, did a job without you know kicking the door down. He was he was quite good. 
Payne Huss was just the destroyer <laughs> in this game. Ellie? Well, just quickly to the point on Brisbane possibly not losing a game going into the origin period. I've got their games heading into Magic Round here. They obviously take on Manly in Round 10 in Magic Round, which I would argue is their next sort of kind of challenging game because this week they've got the Raiders. Then they got the Titans. Then they got the Eels, who, I mean, they should beat Parramatta, even if that could be a sort of close game, but they get the win. And then the, the most challenging one would... It depends on how their four weeks go, South Sydney. But right now, you'd be tipping Brisbane against South Sydney as well, if heading into if Magic Round. If, I mean. if their middle stays fit, they'll destroy every one of these teams. Remember what they did to Parramatta last year? Just through the middle? Just, yeah. They mm-hmm. just said, you can't even match what we're doing here. That's it. It's a, you know, yeah. And uh, look, I don't have too much that on the game. It was the quintessential undefeated team going up against the team that's not won a game this year and sort of... I know I'm, I've been a bit harsh on the, the Tigers. You've mentioned it a couple of times with my sort of negativity towards them. But, I mean, this is why. Like, no, you're right. I, I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is there's a reason why I'm usually very Penrith positive as well. It's because they're a very good team. And why I'm sort of Tigers negative is, like, it's just hard to, like, I just can't find anything positive. I, I might have been a bit harsh at, at the start of the year. No, I know I bro- you guys had my, them. I broke what I said that I'd. Uh, tip them again at, um, a couple <laughs> weeks back and I will never tip them again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, so, well, usually around when they verse South Easter, Sydney is when you Easter, get back on them. Easter against Paris, um the other game. But well, that's the not thing. Not now. They're, they're a the, worse team than we like. I, I, I just, it sort of... Somehow. Even with the new signings, lost team. Anyway. Yeah, even with the new signings, the big thing for me, and it's funny how it's come up in the media this week, but I honestly don't see this team making the top eight until they have a, a full clean out, even with the board, and just sort of completely try and change. I, I don't like the culture of the club. Like it, it's obviously been, and because you hear all the behind the scenes stories and the stuff where players aren't happy with the coach, etc., and players aren't happy with Pascal, whatever. It just, it seems like it's got to the point now with the Tigers, and I think the Dragons are actually very close to this as well. Um, although the Dragons are still putting in some good performances, they're, they're getting towards this territory where it it's... The on-field performances are not are not just because of the talent it's that's on the field because there, there are talented players at the, the Tigers. Like, in the comp, um, are well run. A, a privately owned or yeah. run by... Uh, particular board and um, well the thing is with Penrith they came up with that philosophy years ago of just absolutely nurturing the juniors and that's sort of what the Tigers are trying to do at at this point I just think under the current regime that's already sort of left a a mark on the club I guess you could say I I think that there just needs to be a a change and you know what during that period the Tigers might still run last two out of three years or whatever but at least just something there needs to be big change because they've brought in different coaches and not worked. This year, heading into this season, was probably on paper the best recruitment they had done in a couple of years with Appy and Papaliti. But it, it's just... And I don't think any of the recruits are doing wrong. I, well, they're not... Being, you brought up how the, for, the, the forwards are trying the, hard, but yeah, it's just that rate. It's it's just no that sort players. of dark... Cl- yeah, yeah, literally like, it's none. Pretty There's simple. none. There's nobody putting There's anyone none. into holes. Like, you can have your forwards going chewing up metres through the middle of the field, but if you've got no one breaking, yeah. uh, putting blokes onto good ball to be and able to break and tackles... And in the minute you do, you've fucking given away a seven-tackle set and marching back the other way anyway. Like, it's just... Ex- it's exhausting for them. It's demoralising it's demoralizing for the players, obviously, it is for, for me. If you're... One one decent half would make a massive difference. Would, and side, and this is and we we've been talking about this bloke how he shouldn't be playing in the halves, but at this point, is it worth the Tigers giving Whiten a million for a year or two? He's not a ball player. He's not a like, game controlling half. But who no. is? So 
But uh, yeah, at the ti- that's why like is, they it, had, is, it, is, it, is it worth that for the Tigers? Yeah, like, is it is it worth that they're for probably, them? You know, it wouldn't surprise you if they didn't. If they haven't, I'd be shocked. So because they're desperate, um, given they're trying to get Pierce for eighteen months, I assume they're going to just go gung ho for George Williams in twenty twenty five. But it's how we then get in between. Apparently, they offered him this year, and he's knocked them back. So. Uh, St. Helen has knocked him back and he, I guess, you know, whatever. Not so who is he? No, no apparently he said he's happy where he is and he yeah, wants to yeah. win where he is. But uh, Dodd's on the table, Wellsby's on the table, so mm. fucking just go and do it. Even like, get a, just get a young kid, as I mentioned before off air, someone like Riley Rivet yeah, up at Newcastle, yeah. um, Nira Piru at the Sharks, who's a 5'8", who can do I think, do I think, like I think their halves like, are carving up in the underage. Put them in, fuck. Give them a go. Be, by, by round 10, I reckon we'll see someone. I reckon you'll see Baller. Or it's because there has yeah. to be a directive, and surely Sheen's is... Let's I don't move know, on, because I can see the, the life draining out of your eyes as long but as I mean, we, like a, we continue like, this discussion. If Luke Brooks <laughs> plays seven for the rest of the year, then like Sheen's is taking a piss. If you see Tim Sheen's turn up soon with dyed jet black hair and a, mus- a thin moustache <laughs> that's like on top of his lip, I'd be very worried. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, anyway. oh, Jesus. Payne Ars would have got it the 12 points for the Dally M, I would imagine. They, no, they give out 12 these days. Yeah, I thought they? it was 100. <laughs> I thought it was 100. He would have got all the points. So he's getting my three. I had Reynolds with two, and then I either had Ricky or you could give a Tiger one if you wanted to. No, I'll give it to Ricky. Fuck him. Yeah. The only one I would give it to, I would give one Blorm, to Sean Blore. Or Papa Lee. Maybe but, this yeah. does sound sound weird, but I know you've mentioned but I can't, it. I, Ricky scored two tries. You can't yeah. give one yeah. to Blore. I, I, I know you've mentioned it on the show already, but for me, this was the most blatant week of how good Reynolds is and how he is probably the form halfback in the competition. Oh, Just the way, like, even though... Because it wasn't that he was the star of every single play, but every single big play he played a part in. There's a discussion to be had. I imagine it will never happen because they won't. Uh, But if we're sitting around the table picking Origin, you would throw out, do we pick Reynolds at seven and Cleary at six? There's an out-and-out seven, um, controlling number seven. He's probably the best one running around at the moment. His kicking game is on point. He very rarely miskicks an infield game. A kick. Yeah. I, I think he's loving life. Hasn't I think he's been loving life because he, he gets to be Mr. Dinner suit. And he doesn't. Like, yeah, he's got he the does, best forward back in the competition. He's not charging into the line and throwing life. the balls like at yeah. the line and after the line, but getting them into position yeah. consistently, set after set, he's probably and, the best and, one. And he's also still happy enough to chip and chase himself mm. or yeah. uh, or do stuff like that as well. And specifically in Origin, but, but um, in terms of that as well, though, we will get to Nico who. Dead set now it should be yeah. like he has if he has he a leap has from blue eye then yeah. they're off their head anyway. But uh, yeah, just to the point on Origin specifically, if you did have Cleary and Reynolds, just talk about Reynolds possibly playing in a dinner suit. Cleary in state of Origin, no matter even when he's had his down periods, not doing much in attack, he still makes like twenty five tackles per game in Origin. Well, that's what I mean. Like so he's he'd actually he'd be better, able to cover he'd be a better sixth. In I just terms don't know if there's enough footwork um, between the and two. Also, of them and also, the don't, they don't need to. You know? Like, they don't, what, what, what is what? What does Reynolds actually add that clearly won't add? You want that extra bit of acceleration and footwork in Origin yeah. to be able to break open an edge if, and if, work yeah, with your back You're almost better off looking for a a Nico. A you don't, you don't eye, play two game controllers. You go and get Nico, or you go and find a Wade Graham type or a um, who's a oh, Greg Bird sort of type like mm. a, 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 someone's going to barge a door down a, white, yeah, a Jack White bash the ball down yeah bash the um, ball down actually yeah. yeah like White and could play six if they had they needed him to in that setup because you're just going to go and find Luttrell and mm-hmm. you just go bring Campbell Graham in at centre and who cares or pick Luar and Cleary which they will which they will anyway so <laughs> which becomes interesting because where White ends up is um, 
Very interesting. You're almost better picking Nico mm. or um, Walker, in my opinion, over Luai at the moment. Play yeah. Latrell at five eight. They'll play. They'll play White at five eight before they play Latrell at five no, eight. I, yeah, that's I know what you're saying, but they they'll, it'll be Tommy. Like, like, why are we talking about this? Because who cares? Mm. But um, it, it will be Teddy two zero. Fox will be there because he'll have to be because they'll they'll burn. Um, what is it called these days? They call down uh, <laughs> Latrell Turbo. All five of them. But Nick, Nico, by all rights, should be six or even a crack at six at least, if not at 14. Let's see how it goes over the next month. Anyway, anyway, that all being said, let's get to Sunday. Mm. Oh, let's get to mm. Nico. Oh. Talk about Nico for a bit, you mm. Nico fans. Sharks 30, Warriors 32. Five tries apiece, four out of five conversions for the Sharks, five out of five for the Warriors. One out of two penalty attempts for Cronulla and one out of one for the Warriors. 34 out of 43 sets played 34 out of 40. 450-plus running metres and 178-plus post-contact metres for the Sharks. Five line breaks to three. 30 tackle busts to 39. Eight offloads to three. One force dropout played two. No 40-20s. 320 tackles played 330. Two ruck infringements against the Sharks. Two inside the 10s against the Warriors. Five penalties conceded to seven. Ten errors to nine. A sin bin from both teams. Braley with 40 tackles, Ford with 41, Ramian with 188 running metres, and Charns Nickel Glockstad with 203. Sean Johnson with 117 supercoach points, Hines with 102, and Kennedy with 92. Well, this I assume this is the greatest comeback in Warriors history. I haven't even looked at that. Let someone will tell me otherwise. Uh, but usually around your 20 or 22 yeah, nils are up there. Mm. Uh, and But I would also suggest that Sharks... Did their best not to win the second half, and oh, mate. <laughs> uh, and the Warriors exposed. They they we've said for two years now that Sharks can't win the comp with the five with the five eight they've got. Uh, and geez, they blew his left and right shoulders <laughs> off, didn't they? No, oh, fuck me swinging, mate. Another game the Sharks just let go, just like the Raiders game. Um, <laughs> they just thought we'll just kick it and tackle our way to victory. And last year they probably would have done it. And they probably would have conceded four points in the second half and just that would have been the end of the game. the most boring half of all time. Absolutely. And they would have got another two points, but they fucking let it go. Um, And it was their ball handling again. And (laughs) Mulatalo for all all he's yapping and carrying on when he's scoring two tries. And then he goes and drops two bombs. (laughs) One that goes directly to Sean Johnson (laughs) for a try. And another one which sets up field position for him to score another try where they blow off Moylan's left shoulder. And straight under next to the post. <laughs> there was two tries directly from kicks. One was Katoa dropped it. They scored. One was Molitano dropped it. They scored. The other three were directly through Matt Moylan. Two were straight <laughs> at him. One was both uh, both of the ones that were straight at him were on his left shoulder. The other one was Edward Cossey cutting back off the wing, who just ran straight over the fucking top of him <laughs> and then scored. So there's the five tries. There's the five tries that the yeah. Warriors scored directly from drop balls and Matt Moylan. <laughs> if only if only Cronulla had a player, and, and I'm not not even on, on the de- defensive side of things, but if only they had a player with a bit of X factor who could run the, the ball really well at six and just give sort of a, an added mm. dimension that 
the, a player that might might or might not specifically be at Newcastle now. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not like a coach, a, like but a Luke uh, Brooks sort of player. Or yeah, yeah, Luke Brooks, a Lachlan, definitely. A Lachlan Miller, the yeah. <laughs> or a Luke Metcalf, even mentioned quite a few, or, oh. or a Braden Trindle that's sitting on the bench who's actually <laughs> really good in defence. But that's cra- like when Nico was out. Like I'm sorry, when Nico was out, like and Moylan had a couple of good games too, but Trindle was outperforming Moylan. His like, dead set got a like a short pass. He grab yeah. grab and pass and give it to the next bloke who scores is it, a try. Yeah. At, at training, do we just not see? But at training, when they try to partner Nico and Trindle together, is it just absolutely horrible when Nico becomes maybe. the worst player in the world? Because <laughs> like I, I genuinely they maybe haven't Nico tried that in two years yet, have they? They have not tried that halves partnership. But yeah, as um as our mate. Action Bailey said in the chat, um, old origami shoulders, because all he could do was <laughs> fold paper with those fucking things, because he can't make a decent tackle with them, that's for sure. Uh, he was the reason they lost this game. And like, the Sharks set up some nice tries. They, they mm. put some balls through the hands, especially early in the game. There's a couple of nice crossfield kicks that were dragged down, and the Sharks looked well on top in the first 20 minutes and looked like it was going to be just like resuming from last week. And then... They, as I said, they decided they were going to kick their way to victory and try to tackle their way to victory, and they coughed up the ball and made really shit fucking one-on-one tackles. And they ended Mick up loved get, the game. He's yeah, Mick, Mick's already given me a serve earlier. He asked me <laughs> where my jersey was and <laughs> told me how good Matt Moylan's defence is. And, yeah. <laughs> He's got something to say here. Yeah. Oh, Nia Kore's one was not a fucking hip Yeah, no, that was bullshit. In this, yeah, and to go back four tackles is just fucking stupidity. No, it's just it, it's wet. They're running. It's you and Where is he's going to go? You can't you can't flip off. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. I think it had a lot more to do with just the ground being wet and the players pulling through tackles. They they 100%. don't intentionally go in behind and drop their weight on the player. They're just getting dragged behind someone like Talakai or getting dragged behind. Um, I'm not sure who it was on with um, Finnegan, but um, yeah, he was. He just dragged him behind the tackle. He, he didn't intentionally put his weight on the back of the legs. No. But no, they'll both, they'll, um, that was Dale's Nick, one was probably worse than Neokora's mm-hmm. one, though. Yeah. Neokora's one was, was nothing. He shouldn't just, have been a penalty. He was, all, he was falling the other way Should anyway. Never like been he was falling the other way. Just Talakai we'll running the through one. the line and um, Neokora doing his best to hang on and try and drag yeah. him to the ground. You must be happy, though, Mick. You must be happy with the headed. They're good discipline. They're like a good team now. Yeah, it's good. I think it just starts with. Yeah. It's a completely different mindset. They're just yeah. playing for 80 minutes. They've got some workers in the middle of the field, and Sean Johnson's back to close to his best footy. He's not running and tearing the game up with his footwork, but he's, his ball playing and his kicking has been tremendous this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know that makes a difference for well, those can't hear on radio, but uh, the difference is being home with the with the. You family. saw the smile on Johnson's face, you know, like um, at yeah. the end of the game and the way he was, <laughs> he was dropping f bombs left, right, and center. Post match, but it's back to what you're right. It's back to what they were in 2019, where you had to beat them. If you went over there, you had to beat them to. Yeah, well, Johnson came out and said, you know, there was a two-year period there where he spent about three months with his missus and his kid. Yeah. You know, he's got a little kid at home and, and a wife yeah. at home, and you spend 12 weeks out of two years with him. Yeah. Like, how's that going to affect your head? That's mm. not – can't be good. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, saying that even, even Reese Walsh had the same thing. There's a few others in the same similar boat. Uh that's right, and you bring, you bring in the biscuits for them. But yeah, you have to give kudos to the Warriors. The defence this year is completely different to what it has been in previous years. They're, they're a much fitter side, and they're just determined as fuck to continually yeah. turn up play after play. Like 
they're not just sitting back and oh someone else will do the job there's four blokes there trying to do the same job yeah. you know what I mean and it, that hasn't been that way for a long time the, the desire in this team is fantastic and but they're, up, they're, that, that's they're really enjoying got, each well, other's what, company that's as well. what got them through to what 20 it was oh, 2011 which one were they oh the, the grand final yeah. that was yeah. 2011 yeah, yeah. yeah. well when they beat the Tigers yeah. in the yeah. fucking game it, it's always <laughs> got to come back to the Tigers I feel bad that's now that's right I remember it was 2011 uh, but also but the, it was that sort of team they were just yeah. that you had to beat them and that's what that's what even like I said even back in 89 like yeah, if you went there you had to, they were going to be the grinding team and they just missed that for a well, couple of years and, and the fact that Barnett's back. still out and not in there yeah. that, that only adds a, a string to their bow when he comes and, back and, and, and they've, they've got the option of Metcalf at, at 14 mm-hmm. if they want him uh, Volkman wasn't really involved in this game but still did enough you know to to, to put in a decent decent shift um, out of Ronald Volkman but yeah they do have better options there in Martin and um, I think Metcalf probably is even a better option outside of Sean Johnson if they bring him in yeah, Dylan Walker suddenly a beast uh, Tavanga's suddenly a fucking beast absolutely so. killing it he's just bouncing blokes off left right and centre and um, yeah, it left me a very unhappy David at the end of this game. <laughs> very unhappy David. <laughs> He's unhappy David. But uh, the, what did you make of that last? Well, I still don't know what the penalty was for for Curran, and this, it was well, apparently it was the it was the Royce Hunt push. Which when you see Curran first goes through the line, he basically puts his hands on him and then drops his hands. There was no effect on the play whatsoever. No. Moylan did sort of jostle with the shoulder on the ball. You're allowed to jostle. <coughs> you, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think was, it should have been me a penalty. It felt like a clear square up thirty seconds later. Mm, yeah, and it was Royce Hunt too. He has. A, he's starting to get a bit of a reputation as well. So he's been a bit of a help. peanut. What yeah, did you make of all of it? On. Well, one thing I, I really want to emphasize, we, we sort of we <coughs> mentioned it specifically in that game against Canberra, what Cronulla were doing because of how we talked about how their tries were just a lot better than Canberra's. I'm, I'm going out on a limb. I'm saying Cronulla is the best team in the competition at shifting the ball left or right in mom- whilst keeping momentum going and, and going through. And because it was it Ronaldo's first try, try yeah, well, Neocora try, yeah, well, Ronaldo's. First try, no, right? They just shift, shifted out to the left, and it's just the way that they keep in motion as they do it. They don't stagnate at all, and it, it's as if well, they've obviously been training to do it. But how many times do you see teams start to do that, and then it will get to the second row or get to the center, and they sort of stop and don't know, and then they'll maybe force it. Put, but it, it's just seamless. They did that to the left, and then they did it to the right for Katoa's try, and then they went back to the right, and it got to Kennedy, and without hesitation, again, Step like they'd, re- the right yeah, foot, like they'd rehearsed it, yeah. showed the little dummy, and was through. Like that, I think Cronulla do that better than any other team in the competition, and it shows because they consistently go back to it, and get, it consistently works. Yeah, their defense um, has fallen away massively yeah. consi- from last year, but it's all in and around Moylan. Moylan. And if it's not yeah. Moylan, it's Talakai trying to cover for Moylan, and yeah, it's a shit yeah. show out there at the moment. Yeah. And I, I've yeah. got to, I've got to kind of apologise to Chance Nickel Clookside here because he's had a great season. He had a great yeah, game as well. Fantastic. When he was someone I was sort of questioning coming to this Warriors side just because he'd been playing Reggie's at Canberra for a year mm-hmm. as well. Um, it tells you how much Canberra know what they're doing. <laughs> well, yeah. but also you know, like like we've said, they get, could do get, with get, a fullback right now. Getting home, getting mm-hmm. back yeah, up in absolutely, get into a system. He's he always had talent. He's a grand final fullback. Mm. And he was fantastic. That was, year he was their best player that year. Final. I'll yeah. never forget, and he's never really come come back from it. But I remember in the opening rounds of the 2021 season when Canberra were coming off of making the finals in 2020, and they were against Penrith. I was at the game at Penrith, and 
Canberra was sort of just hanging in there, and he, he's just a reliable fullback. Like, mm. you, you're going to trust him under the high ball. You're going to trust him when there's pressure near his own line. And he got t- injured about 20 minutes into that game when he was sort of being the reason why Penrith weren't really getting too many opportunities off of dumb Canberra mistakes down that end of the field. And he went off, and he, he was gone from, what, half the season from then, and they were interchanging fullbacks yeah. for the next few weeks and they were losing games well, and the big reason is an just because he was yeah and it's just mm. because he was safe he wasn't necessarily actively amazing like but a teddy or but he was just safe I think he went away yeah I think he went away and he um, bulked up a lot and then mm. he had a couple of like I, th- I think he had a leg injury because he slowed down a bit but now it feels like he's slimmed back down and he feels like he's he's sharp and his footwork's mm. good and it, his decision making's great he's obviously a very good organising defensive Fullback, because and that was always one of his strengths. Yeah, uh, Royce Hunt and Moylan they had absolute shockers in this game. Um, Rudolph and Wilton were were, were decent. So was uh, Finnecane, Talakai, Mulatano, and Nakora were really strong at different times. And Ramian and Hines were the best two players for the Sharks. Chance was the best of the back five for the Warriors. I thought he was enormous, as you guys have said. Fenua Blake, um, Nakora, and Ford were really good in the middle of the field. Yep. Um, they they probably didn't win the battle, but they went a long way towards doing it with the the three of them. Egan was very good again. Uh, he's proved himself as a, a top-class well, hooker in the last I think couple I threw of it, years. I threw it into one of our chats that he's a top-five hooker, and then I realised there's lots of good hookers. <laughs> but, but he's a he's, a, up there. he's a world-class yeah. hooker, and he's, top, he he's a top ten. On his day, he's as and, good um, as most of them. Defensively, yeah. he doesn't miss tackle. It's like, they all, they all, they all defend the same, but... Um, He's good for a try every week. He's good for a try, a couple of crash plays every. He's just got timing now and and now switch. Um, I guess comes with confidence as well. Yeah, Tavanga was fantastic. Oh, and he was Sean Johnson was putting. Yeah. You know, he Sean put, put on a really think good about, like, performance. Where, where Sean Johnson's been for a couple of without years. without blowing the team away, he was just getting them into the right but spots, it, causing yeah, problems on closest, both sides of the field. The closest I can think of is and I don't make it that but it, um, when Benji realised it's not about. Being Benji, yeah, it's about come being, back from mm, the Broncos. Being, uh, yeah, mm. be, be how I then get these tip, these blokes around. The he's field, slowed down a little bit, but he's making sure they're in the right. But spot he runs and enough he's causing to problems. He run, I thought yeah, I, yeah. I saw the quote where he goes, "I keep getting told I need to run more because I'm not a fucking front rower." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, he does get into the line, and he does. But, he, um, the thing but is his ball playing is putting enough, people in, in really good positions, and he was a man of the match for me. Uh, three points to him. Tavanga with two, and then I either had. Um, Hines or Ramian for the one? I think Ramian. Ramian was great. Just to add a Ramian's little... Ramian's had a good year. Yeah. yeah. Had a, very good a little year. cherry on top, though, for Sean Johnson. He also made 24 tackles. Yeah, yeah. which you don't see out yeah. of him very often. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and it's just seeing a bunch. I just... We, we didn't really hammer it enough, but, the, like, end of the day, Sharks still scored 30 points. In tackle-wise, mm. it's all... It, we, like, we know, you, you know exactly what your issue is. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely, um, but we're going to turn up and. Have and the, the worst same part thing. with the Raiders was it was goal line stuff, which wasn't the problem in this one, apart from one player. Yeah, <laughs> and then a couple of drop balls. Um, yeah, it's, their ball handling is as bad as anyone at times. Yeah. The Sharks, they can go for the, ten they, or fifteen they, minute they, periods they, you, you where they the, just they, drop the fucking thing time they, and, and time they, they again. They do have a little bit of pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, in and there's around a couple of them. Yeah. yeah, there's um, well, Ramian used to. He's not so much anymore. But yeah, Mulatalo. Royce Hunt, um, Rudolph gets a bit of the pumpkin about UL him. Ule gets a bit of it in him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, and Ollie, get your thoughts quickly because you did tip the Warriors for the spoon. 
I also <laughs> well, I also tip Cronulla to win the comp, so my wooden spoon tip just beat my premiership yeah. tip. So I'm well on. The best I'm not on the roof. I'm on the skyscraper at this point, mm. honestly. But yeah. no, I've obviously ob- going to do it properly. I've obviously yeah. yeah I've <laughs> been like me, just jumping off the first level, I've, um, getting sore legs every week. <laughs> I've um, I've I've been very surprised by the Warriors, and you know what? Usually when the team I tip for the spoon overperforms at first. I sort of, I like to go a bit hard on, oh, no, it's coming, no, they'll, it's they'll drop off. Yeah, nah, it's coming. Good. But uh, last oh. year, North Queensland taught me a lesson. Um, they're a completely fucking different side. And I'm, I'm actually very happy for Gen- the Warriors. But genuinely, very happy. It, it, what is great is that, you know, we always throw out the, oh, they're in and around the seven and eight. There's eight teams in around the seven. Yeah. There's it. eight teams in that middle of conflict. If they anyway, win four out of the next eight... They're, they're probably going to make that. Well, they're coming second now, so mm. they're out. Uh, and same as Newcastle. And they, might, they may even win more than four out of their next Newcastle day. are going to be a little bit origin-proof, where that gay guy may be Frizzell in there. Warriors are origin-proof. origin-proof. I think as well. Um, and um, and that's where you pick up six points there. And then um, all of a sudden you can't miss. Mm-hmm. And that's where you, you if you're a Cowboys or you're a... Well, yeah, Cowboys, you know, you, Sharks you get at nervous, the moment. Yeah. It's, it, which is pretty fast, Manly. Yeah, Manly can go one to another. Yeah. You know, apart from two and a half teams, South depending where Dragons go. Yeah, South could miss the eight, not shock. Mm. But it's, I feel like Melbourne are, like, it's just they, so they, close. Melbourne have three players that are going to drag him kicking and screaming down. Well, there's two or three teams that look like they're going to end up in the top four, and there's two or three teams that look like they're going to end up in the bottom four, and the rest of them yeah, fucking do amazing. your best. Realistically, you <laughs> throw, I'll, throw I'll, it you all up in I the air rubber and stamp the chooks. see what happens. I could rubber stamp the Chooks and Penrith for, for top five, mm-hmm. and after that, if you told me, well, Parra could finish fourth or twelfth. Tenth, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, mm. you know, apart from the Tigers and the Raiders. I know because of what happened last year, it makes me... Kind of hesitant, but Brisbane are, are very close to being a, a, an a absolute lock, lock yeah, for me as well. Oh no, no, they, sorry, I should say Brisbane are. Sorry, I, I already Brisbane think they're a lock for, for top eight, but I'm talking top four here. No, like, Brisbane are better for that run last year, as I've, as I've said. Hopefully, we'll see how they end up. Isn't it going to be insane when we have a Warriors Brisbane grand? They're going to have seven year. blokes in Origin, so if not more, there may be a downturn uh, that's true. Out Ask, the back of Origin. Carrigan, Welsh. Yeah, but it, Flegler. It, Wouldn't well, be surprised if they dropped three or four spots hey, back end of Origin. Well, but but if I'm they've won, but if they've won thirteen straight, all, I'm not going to say that they'll fall they out of the eight. And I've not seen six it. points gets you. They'll have it by yeah. round thirteen. Or I've I've not seen the draw, their draw, but all they need is a buy into versus the Tigers and Raiders during that period, and they might go the year undefeated. Who knows? All right, let's get off this one. Yeah. <laughs> And we finished the round with another little rib tickler. 15 14, uh, the rib tickler? Ball terror? <laughs> Something in between? Uh, Let's not tear any balls, eh? The Bulldogs uh, and Cowboys with a, a Burton clutch field goal and uh, a coming of age of Jacob Preston, if he hasn't already. Mm. Uh, Wasn't he impressive? Game. Very Jesus good game, Barn. What did the stats tell us? Let's find them. <laughs> we had three tries at, three tries for the Dogs, two for the Cowboys. One out of three conversions played, two out of two. One out of one field goal attempts for the Dogs. Zero out of one two-point field goal attempts for the Cowboys. And one out of two penalty attempts for the Cowboys. 39 out of 48 sets played, 39 out of 45. 110 plus running metres for the Dogs. 
Five line breaks to three. 37 tackle busts for the Bulldogs. 43 for the Cowboys. Nine offloads to five. Three force dropouts to one. No 40-20s. So no, Reid did not kick a 40-20. 379 tackles played, 396. Two ruck infringements from both teams. One inside the 10 against the Bulldogs. Eight penalties conceded to six. Ten errors to 11. One sin bin for the Bulldogs. Reid with 48 tackles. Robson with 53. Karaz with 239 running metres. And Jason Tomalolo with 198. Preston with 108 supercoach points. Lukey with 77. Josh Adokar with 77. And Tom Chester with 77. I think the first 15 or so minutes of this game were quite evenly matched in sort of different areas. I've got, I got a stat here from the first 15. Uh, the Cowboys had a 100% completion rate, right? The Dogs had an 80% completion rate, so they were sort of up there as well. Um, but the Cowboys had not been in the Bulldogs 20, had not been tackled in the Bulldogs 20 at all. I know they got that try off Dearden, but that mm-hmm. came obviously off the kick further back. Um, so, yeah... The, the Cowboys were disciplined early on, but the Bulldogs' defence was just not letting them get too far up the field. And that's sort of what kept the game close in the early going. But overall, um, I want to bring up Jacob Preston first because he's dead set, not had a bad game in first grade yet. I wouldn't. He's not even had an average game no. in first grade as of yet. He has been great every and game he's played. there was spook about him coming in, and he's, he's well and truly lived yeah. up to that. Uh, Karaz again, 239 run metres. What it was a couple of was it that game against the Tigers where he ran for 300 odds? So hopefully, yeah. like, possibly you're getting consistent running metres from him. I don't think he scored in that game, and he didn't score in this game as well. So he's getting the metres, and I guess he's getting his team in a good position to maybe kick on from there. Um, Hayes Perham as well, really good performance at fullback. 204 running metres, uh, f- made five from five tackles. Obviously, five is not heaps, but for a fullback to not miss a single tackle. That is also very good. Uh, Corey Waddell is someone who is sometimes a bit hit and miss. Um, 35 tackles, 187 run metres. Um, just for reference as well, Preston, 116 run, running metres, but 47 tackles as well. And I believe he scored a try as well, didn't he? Two, I think. Two. Yeah, mm. oh, well, there you go. Um, Jason Talmalilo as well, you bring up the run metres, 198, but he made 33 from 30, 33 tackles as well. It was a classic Jason Talmalilo performance. Jordan McLean also stepped up to 23 out of 23 tackles. Um, so again, early on, the dogs were holding the Cowboys out from sort of that 20 metre zone, and not letting them get too far up the field, but the Cowboys also had a couple of perfect defensive performances throughout the game and it was indicative of how this game was played out obviously very close uh, all five of the Cowboys uh, backs though ran for uh, sorry all five of their their back five one to five obviously um, ran for at least 120 run meters and Reese Robson is someone whose dad was probably running at him at full pelt <laughs> in the backyard as well 53 tackles yeah. he makes about th- 50 a game but also Robson over 100 running metres, 103 running metres. He doesn't typically... He's usually one of those players who defends really well but doesn't get those running metres. So I think he's sort of running the ball a bit more as well. I, think which he is, le- I, think he le- sort I feel of like he led that step last year, though. I think, I think he did lead the, the running metres last year. He did. I remember there was a period where he, he did, but then he sort of stopped mm. for a little while as well. He's, his defence has remained solid throughout this entire time. Now, I don't know if this is actually right or if the NRL app has actually made a big mistake, but they've got Ockenball down for 31 tackles. Is it just because it's Jaden Ockenball? Yeah, is it just because it's Jaden Ockenball? It's just not yes, no, it It's not computed in the brain. He actually um, played a bit um, of time in the He background. did a pretty good job. He did a pretty good yeah. job. Actually, and um, I apart from some, his bin, so apart from his bin, which yeah, apart from mm. his bin, 
Another one, another hip drop that probably wasn't yep. not intentional, um, but probably was close to the worst. But one it, of the it, it, it's his go in life. Like if he's gonna, he's that big body. He's, he's not that quick anymore. He's probably not that. To be honest, well, doesn't have the flair and skill that people thought he had. And yeah. it, like, shovel him into the middle, get him to tackle his ass off, or, or be a body in there. Uh, and I know it's sort of desperate times because the, the barrel's empty at the. With the bulldogs, I mean, he's, 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 he's done a good, he's done a good, he's done a good job. job. He's done a more yeah. than expectable job, and and There's people that play in and around him in younger. I've seen some commentary actually from people that played with him younger age and reckons he, he he's capable of doing that. Like There's yeah. a couple of teams that are really stretched at the moment. Like yeah. you look at the Cowboys, are one they're missing probably I think somewhere near eight to ten players. Yeah. Your dogs, um, dolphins, dolphins. Uh, Roosters, oh, the Roosters are missing Roosters four or five, oh, at least four or five, but they're but, top liners, yeah. Yeah, they're top blokes, but yeah, like, <laughs> these two teams are both really stretched pretty yep. thin at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, probably the... And um, that's not getting better for uh, for the Cowboys either. No, they've just dropped another two for two the or sad, three weeks. The sad thing is that's, not the sad thing, but the, the problem is that uh, the season gets away from you. When Tamalolo went down from the hip drop and went off at first, it was very, very concerning just that added, like imagine if he didn't come back on and yep. was out for a while but um probably the the um the gross moment of the week would have had to have been Jacob Preston splitting the webbing in his <laughs> finger whilst poking his Max mate King in the eye, in the eye <laughs> and making Max King look like the hunchback of Notre Dame but yeah you see the footage and at uh, first Max it, King's hair did in no favors <laughs> looking like the, the hunchback. hunchback of Notre Dame either but um it the thing that sort of it sort of grossed me out because at first you think he's dislocated his finger and although it might not be like it's probably pretty painful but obviously not as serious an injury but then you look and you see like yeah, it's not the good. blood like you can imagine like oh yeah, it's not good. Um, I've done it a couple of times trying really? to catch a cricket ball. Oh. It's, it's not pleasant. Let's not talk about cricket ball. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that didn't stop Preston from having a great performance. So Absolutely may, killed it. Maybe he needs he's to split out, another one next like week. He, they've, they've unearthed a gem there. He's outstanding. Well, Gould came out and said it about two months before the season started. Like, he yeah. is your, um, what's his name? Uh, back rower, Andrew Ryan um, type, uh, like, Josh Jackson type for the Bulldogs. It's just going to work his backside off for his entire career. Probably end up being well, a the leader of the probably uh, leader of the competition. Josh Jackson not being there next. Yeah, he <laughs> pushed him on the way out. Yeah, yeah but um, he's still got some size to put on too. Like he, yeah. he's a pretty pretty thin dude at the out. moment. Like he's going to feel he out. Doesn't need to. Depends where he's up, but he doesn't. Oh, need he's to in the back row, so. Yeah. He puts even five or ten kilos of muscle on that frame. He will point, just yeah. be throwing Absolutely. blokes around, <laughs> and like he's already pushing them off as it is. Like yeah. he'll just be starting to throw them away as he as he runs through. Um, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, I thought the Cowboys started better and probably were the better side for most of the first half. Um, and but they just they are real at the moment. They are struggling to break the defensive line. Yeah. Like they have. Very little options apart from the Dearden chip and chase where he scored. and They get drink water this week. And they look to just, it's, at the moment, it's just like throw it to Val and hope Val does something. Yeah. Like, it, there is not a lot of else that's going on. Uh, they're missing a worker or two. Tom Gilbert's gone up to the Dolphins. Um, Which is exposed Nanai. Yeah, um, absolutely, because he doesn't want to do the work well, unless Luke he has to. Again, isn't he? Luke, he's only played about a game and a half, uh, I think, for this Griffin season. Names. Yeah, like they don't have that, cre- they don't have a creative... 
Tamalolo's the guy that will bust the door down and run through the middle of the field, but he's not the guy who's going to make 30, 40 mm. tackles and yeah. clean up the middle of the field, which is what they're really crying yeah. out for at the moment. It's funny, um, people rave about uh, certain back rolls, or, or we rave about the, the the best locks in the game. Who do both? Who do both? Yeah, but um, you sort of need when you put your little building blocks together, you need a creative someone with some spark in the back row, and then you also need Dallas Johnson. He's uh, going to yeah, make forty five tackles or, or, and or do his fifteen hit ups, yeah. and yeah, or Kurt Capel does a lot of that stuff at um, at Brisbane. Yeah, now. absolutely. We, 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 and we didn't talk, we didn't mention his name, but you look at that Brisbane team and who like. Capable is Mr. Fix-It yep. at the back of it all, yeah. Didn't doing, you know, creating some sort of spark, but Chad's Chad. Chad doesn't really add spark, never has. He just gets you into position and relies yeah. on other people to do that for him. He put a couple of guys into some short ball holes last week, but that's, you know, that's what a, a decent half will do. Um, yeah, they're really crying out for that X Factor. We drink water that comes back this week that should hopefully add some sort of spark to them. But I, I really think it's another game that they sort of gave away to they the Bulldogs, whereas the Bulldogs just ground and ground and fought and um, ended up scrapping out a win. But I think the Cowboys probably should have put this away a lot earlier. Um, but, they're, yeah, they're searching for answers on how to break the line at the moment. Um, I think Kiku made a couple of line breaks and Val made a couple. Mm. But other than that, there realistically wasn't anyone busting, busting holes in this um, dog's defence, which... And the thing is, it's much better than it has been the last, last couple of years. They overperformed last year on the back of a small Ford pack, mm-hmm. and now a small Ford packs getting monstering. Yeah, yeah, it well, is getting. They are getting beaten in the middle uh, most games. To be honest, um, Cotter's hasn't been there, but like Cotter's no, no, not Cotter's back this week. Cotter doesn't so change that. Water, he changes defence. He'll do some of that clean up work. Yeah, uh, he, he's the little scrapper about. you want, but yeah. he's not going to. Drag four blokes with him and pop an offload to mm. drink water. No, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, they they don't look like breaking any defences apart at the moment. Um, Burton had not nice little grubber there for for Preston's first try and Deedon's chip and chase, which we mentioned. But then there was a lot of back and forth for about forty minutes, where it was just sort of we'll go through our set, you go through yours, play for field for field position, and not a lot really happened. But the dogs did look more likely for points, like, yeah. and it was always that. Burton to Addo Car, whether it was a kick or a pass, or and Alamotti had chimed in a couple of times nicely as well to provide some balls for Addo Car. But you're going to say now it was raised um, by a friend of the show, Trent, mm-hmm. who I hope to get on the show in the next couple of weeks. Trent, you're listening. Um, let us know when you're free because come on and talk some footy with us because I know you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and same as actually Ovi and other bloke. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, but he basically turned and said. Just put the seven on Burton and work out a six because if that's where they're headed, thoughts on that? Probably not a bad idea. Watching this game, it was like the closest to... And, and, and becoming a Nico-style seven, you probably mm-hmm. need a very good halves coach to get him there or someone with some brains mm-hmm. uh, to get him there. Uh, but uh, I watched this game and thought, you know what? Because I hadn't thought it originally. And he doesn't have he doesn't have a complete A-plus kicking game yet, but maybe he can get there. And, and maybe all you need is once you've got your boot, you just need a short game. And a well, even if he just bombs it up high and lets the team chase it down, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just put that where, really big, the biggest kick you can that, in. And, like, again, it's, 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 everyone's as strong as their weakness, and we, we're, as a result, talking, I guess, inferring about Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Would they be better moving him there and then trying to just to find someone with a, a big body or someone else to play six and, and going from there? 
I know someone. And the, well, they just they just paid five hundred grand to the Brisbane. Jay Reynolds that's sitting on the bench. Well, here's the yeah. thing. I my heartwarming <laughs> moment of the season so far came in this game because but every time they put the camera on him, the crowd went fucking bizarre. There was that, but also he came. It just warmed my heart so much. There was that um, play where it, it literally was started by Reynolds um, getting an offload and the ball. The, they shifted the play down to the left. Ado Car gets away, puts that kick through, and it, the. the I forget who it was for uh, North Queensland, sort of dives on it, and a couple of players, I think Reynolds was one of them, comes over, picks him up and put, puts him into the in goal, gets penalised straight away. Reynolds turns around, starts barking at the ref. <laughs> I was like, he's back. He's back. He's back. He, started, he started the play and then turned around and is the one giving it to the ref as soon as the penalty so is given. Do you, do you swap the six on him or do you get him to come back and play seven or is, is it... I, well, I think maybe more if you're looking to. I think move. you're probably better off putting Burton at six but and leaving Reynolds and at seven. Got, and, and the end go, the end result is Olapau or whatever his name is. Olawapu. Olawapu. Who's have just paid? You don't pay five hundred k. No, for a to kid. have him not play this yeah. year. He'll he'll be taking the field. He's in the extended bench this week. I imagine it won't be this week, but mate, they're at the bottom of the barrel. With if you're going to start Reynolds at seven, um, you could do a worse worse thing. Like he's got a pretty good. Long kicking game, a decent short kicking game. He's got a good. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm tainted by his Tigers. His defense is probably better uh, than Flanagan's. Ish. Ish. And um, ta- I said I'm tainted by his Tigers. But at least he'll take the line on. He, did. he you does. Know what he'll I mean? take the line. Where he'll fight and he'll. Flanagan yeah, he won't. Rubs up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's probably better in the middle of the field than he is towards an edge. He's a bit slower than what I, he I, used I would, to be. I would play. I would play him at sixth and uh, and play. But if we're going that way, I'd play Burnett. I'd actually come around and just play Burnett seven. Yeah. Didn't go to said. And I already forget most of them, but my bold prediction for the Bulldogs was Reynolds will play at least three games. So <laughs> I, I feel like that's oh, probably going to end up happening. I just think it hurts Burton. I think Burton's more of a um, a, a reaction player, whereas yeah, and you start that. making him that. pin him down to say you need to kick it here at this position. You need to play in and around the middle of the field, I think it would wear him exactly. out pretty quickly, like, really, to be no, honest. I think, I think the closest you carry, you, you're connecting him, I'm comparing him to Nico. I think Nico's a smoother player. He's obviously spent a lot of time at fullback or he's, he's fit enough to be everywhere. And He's got a better kicking game too. Like Let's be honest, Burton's yeah. basically got the bomb and that's about well, it. That's Nico's got a very good long kicking and I, game. And that's the other thing. I, I've, as you know, I've said mm. that for a long time and I, I, I'm still He's got right. an okay bomb and a pretty good short kicking game as well. So, but... Maybe Reynolds is the answer to round 10, and then we see uh, old mate come in. Well, Reynolds has played pr- plenty of seven, and I, I couldn't see it being a bad option, realistically, to uh, replace him, replace Flanagan with him. But uh, but it, but he needs to be replaced, is what we're saying? I think so. Yeah. I think it's, it's been, what, two and a half years now where he's barely fired a shot. Yeah. Um, whether it's at the Roosters or the Bulldogs. So, What do we think mm. of this, Ollie? Anything else? No, not really. Uh, ooh. This is sort of hard to pick the three, two, one here. I think because part of me does no. want to go maybe like a person. No, that's fine. I feel like first of all, I feel like Barney had more to say, but uh, oh, um, sorry, Barn. Sorry, I thought no, well, was, uh, just asking any throw. Obviously, I just when the dogs scored, like uh, to me, it was building for the dogs and dogs to score that uh, that last try to get them back even, and then Burton hits the post. I had a feeling they weren't going to get another chance. Yeah. I just had a feeling that. The Cowboys are going to get the ball. They're going to march down, take the one, and that'll be the end of the yeah. game. Which didn't happen. Obviously, there was errors um, from both sides, and then Burton. But the way <laughs> I don't understand that field goal. 
Like, <laughs> fucking, yeah. how he hit that so well from a position. He wasn't even looking for a field goal. Yeah. They were trying to run it down the sideline, and the ball flops back out, and he goes, fuck it, I'm 30 metres out. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost you, on the sideline. You know who else did that back in the day? middles it through the... Don't you fucking say a NASTA, shut up. <laughs> and middles it through the middle of the ball and puts it straight down the middle of the post. Like, that... I think if he if he actually had five seconds to think about it, he would have sprayed it five metres wide. Yeah. But he just went, fuck it, I've got to do it, bang, <laughs> done. And he's just You, you, know, you know what that moment is? And it was actually, I was at home, but middle you know what they the are? They're, um, they're pub poppers. Like, the, mm. the whole pub just goes, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 30 people when, would yeah, have been screwed. We, we are on footy and froth. He's yeah. like, when that when that Belmore's League's club would have yeah. gone fucking insane <laughs> at but that moment. They already yeah. went but insane and destroyed the place when Reynolds stepped foot in the field. Don't don't worry <laughs> about Burton kicking a field goal. But, yeah, that was just such a horrible position. They weren't even trying to set it up. And for him to slot that, that I think that'll be a massive confidence builder for him. And we'll see how he goes after that. But... Yeah, I saw some commentary today. Actually, it's from Joel Kane or whatever show he's on, saying that Bulldogs can't possibly miss the eight. Really? I'm saying Joel Kane's no. off his head. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I'm not knocking, not saying knocking the Bulldogs, but we're in such the, we're in a pool here of fifteen teams that can all make the eight. In my humble right now, well, Tavita comes back, which helps their middle, but, but realistically, they've got two kids running like, the middle of the field for them. It's Max King and Jacob yeah. Preston. Um, um, which is great. Like, they might be all-time greats. They might be fucking Steve Price and Andrew Ryan, as we said. But right now, there's a long way to go. They're going to have to get through. Burton might be in origin contention. Uh, might be a 14, whether he's a 6 or a, a 14, 6, 4, whatever Josh he might Adokar, be. If, someone if goes he does get origin, hurts Fox him. out of there. Mm. Uh, but they've, they've unearthed Karaz. What they've done is unearthed some gems. Karaz, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alamonte, and, and the two Fords. Uh, and Reed's fantastic. But I can, yeah. like to say they're a lock for the top eight. God bless you, Joel. I like so. what you do. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed the uh, how sports went today at the inquiry into online gambling. That was good. So hopefully they're looking after you as well. But anyway, I'll get to that soon. Uh, but um, I think it's a bit crazy to suggest that uh, yet. But they're not They're not the worst. They're not the yeah. worst. And if you're a Bulldogs fan, you get, you get to be happy. I think, I think from where they've come from, um, they're a fun team to watch and they're good. I, I have graver concerns for Cowboys than I do upside for cow, for dogs is what mm. I guess where I'm heading. It's looking worse and worse week by week. Yeah. If um, um, if Joel that cursed draw last year just <laughs> got them to the top four. As I said, they just don't seem to be able to break any defensive defensive line apart yeah. at the moment. Doesn't matter who they're playing. They mm. just like a lot of the, they've had a couple of runaway tries with the intercepts and a couple of you know kicks with the bounce yeah. of the ball that's just gone the right way for them. But other than that, they don't seem to be able to. Yeah, conjure points this, apart from a short chip kick to Nanoi who jumps over someone and yeah. grabs it. Like there's just not a lot coming out of the the halves and the centers to be able to yeah provide points. And I think and I think older is fifteen fourteen and Bulldogs scored two tries. They'll flat it against the Tigers who they only beat by two points and scored three long range intercepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll flat it in the other game they won where uh, what was it the one they beat Melbourne. Oh, yeah, Melbourne. Um, but it was a shit. It was just a shit game, and they drink water will make a away. difference when he comes back. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, creative I, options I, are very I, limited at the moment. At the I, Bulldogs going the right way, and they'll get there because Gus will <laughs> drag them. They're kicking and screaming, and Serato will as well. 
but I think next year's the year for them. Yeah, kick out. If they can yeah, and they're missing kick out for a couple of weeks. They add another one or two forward. TPJ. Pangai yeah. Jr. and then maybe another forward in the next year or two. And then, yeah, they're probably... We need to see where Tapine's at. Pressing, we need to see pressing where people. We haven't um, seen him yet. Pele, who's um, broken his arm. But but pretty, yeah, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, three, 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 two, one. Well, just a couple of mentions. I thought um, Chester and Holmes were good at the backs for, for the Cowboys and the, their halves were okay. <laughs> Jeez, Chester's someone that, uh, you know, a team looking for a fullback could probably use. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, he'd probably look all right in orange, but who yeah. knows. Um, Griffin Neem and, and Cohen Hess had very good games. Um, and Tamalolo was strong in the middle, but Robson was their best player for the Cowboys again. Um <laughs> For someone who never had raps on him two, two and a half, three years ago, he's gone a long way to being, again, yeah. another very classy um, dummy half in the competition that's stuck with him, as you mentioned. There's probably 10 or 12 of them that are really good. And, and, and apart from Harry Grant, you couldn't, I, like, I, we couldn't sit here and probably agree in a top 10. Yeah, not, well, not probably three to four, five, three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. Um, the back There's five two. for the dogs were very, very good. Um, who's two behind. I'll probably Cook at the moment. Well, I think Cook started this year better than anybody else him. at the moment. But and then you throw And then you got your Jeremy Marshall well. King, well, like, yeah, yeah, Robsons, Rayleigh yeah. Boys. Absolutely. Yeah. The back five are really strong for the Bulldogs, and they're probably the reason they won this game. They were fantastic. Um, Karaz, Alamadi, Josh Adder King, as you all mentioned. Max King and Waddell were probably their best forwards, apart from the one guy who's probably going to get three points in this game. Um, yeah, I, I had Preston as three points. I thought he was tremendous. Everything he t- seemed to touch yep. in this game turned to gold. He had Burton with the two. Um, I just thought he did you know, enough to get him around, and the, the field goal probably clinches the two points for me. And then I had either Josh Adokar or probably Dearden for the one. But. Give it to Fox. Give it to Fox. Question. Well, Kar- actually, I'll give Karaz. Actually, yeah. Karaz? Karaz Let's one go or Fox? I go crazy. No, I'm just uh, you're only just being uh, obtrusive now. Is that the right word? I just made yeah, that word. Josh up. got two, didn't he? Had a car get two drives? Oh, he did two. He, uh, got, he, got la- he did uh, the last yeah, one. Yeah. I think he must have got both. No, Preston got two. No, he got one. Yeah. Yeah. He, got the, he did get the match. But he did break. He did break down. He was that good. He was edge a couple and, of times. Uh, that's fine. Nugget. But uh, Karaz is. We'll j- honorary mention Karaz because he's he's been good. Ten points to Josh Reynolds. Now I have a question. If, if Joel if Joel Kane is off his head, does that make his middle name Coke? Possibly. Mm. That's good for me, Ollie. No sugar or sugar. <laughs> does, Coke, does Coke usually have sugar in it? I don't know. I've never done the stuff. Well, that's his middle name, isn't it? Sugar Cane? Anyway. Sugar, yeah, I know. Joel Sugar Cane? Better than mm. his, his uncle walking. Uh, anyway. Oh. Um, We've lost the plot here. Yeah, right. Oh, what about, what about old, old cousin Citizen? Huh? Citizen Cane. Oh right, yes. I just mm. you've just not seen. <laughs> I thought we were going down a Soviet citizen path, right? That I like. Yeah, don't even start me about those mm. fucking weirdos. All right, uh, we've got to get to <laughs> uh, salute and slaps and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, pot plant of the week, Oliver. Have you got one? Yeah, the Canberra Raiders. Mm. I'm yeah. going a little more specific. I'm going Harley Smith Shields. <laughs> if you. Moylan's defensive effort was fucking pathetic. This guy was right up there with him. He didn't... I, I don't think he got credited for missed tackles because he didn't get a fucking hand on them because he was five metres away from them when they ran past him. 
He's got no idea what he's doing in defence. Um, he may have some idea when he's got ball in hand, but <laughs> I think he only had four runs in this game as well. So, yeah. I'm going to go Matt Moylan because yeah. I'm barring myself from Absolutely. mentioning the Tigers. I like it. We've got, uh, have you got a slap for us, Ollie? I do, and it's one heading into this week now. Pop player might have dropped, might have tripped him over at least. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I brought it up when I was last on the show, and it, it I don't think it was my slap then. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going with the NRL draw because this week we have the, the Titans right. versus the Dragons for the second time of the season already and the Knights versus the Warriors for the second oh, time really? this season Just already. Both those games happening. have already happened in round one. And I'm still not over the first time the Dragons flogged the Titans and I've got to see it happen again. <laughs> so, again. Well, I haven't thought of this, yeah. Wow. That is pretty but poor. But both those games, so sorry. Uh, t- someone like me who hosts act- the show would do due diligence and mention what happened in the first round. But Actually, Titans and Dragons was round two because Dragons had the well, buy I've round one, real, so it's been uh, less yeah, than a month. This is the shirt which you can buy from regularlymerch.com. If, yeah. if Dragons win this, I'll re- reevaluate my life. Go and buy it for this round. Are you gonna yeah? Are you gonna also reevaluate it for this? Is one? it still in? Um, I might. I don't know. Is it still in front of the commission or? Which one? Your reevaluation. Ah, <laughs> uh, haven't spoken to him yet. Been put to the board. Just waiting their reply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I want to salute Josh Reynolds. Call the coroner. Sal- yeah. Josh Reynolds, okay. salute. Welcome back. Right. I'm gonna slap. Oh, uh, sorry. The, you guys hadn't slapped anyone yet. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. You can sit there. You, you, it's not like you're drunk. Uh, so I'm going to slap Paul Kent because, my God, the, the absolute <laughs> shit that poured out of his mouth rhetoric deflecting how Cameron got beat by 50. And I, yeah, this might sound bad, but I've often enjoyed what Kenny says. But fuck me. The shit that came out of his mouth in deflecting from Cameron getting done by 50 <laughs> to how Penrith are apparently all bad people, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, they are a bit of wankers, but they're the best team in the comp, so whatever. I will be too if I'm the best team. I'm, I'm sorry, but a lot of that comes down to Canberra, but just being so irrelevant. A lot of people, like to, to, a lot to of people, out, don't to care. Come out and say that, but then yeah, I, I to get have a coach stupid, twelve months ago that made a, a personal issue public, and to come back and have it slapped in your face again, yeah. and then have deserved a, a, everything you got. A, an idiot but, in a, yeah. have a bloke that probably the second most uh, you know powerful journalist in News Corp come out and rant about yeah. how Penrith for pieces of shit. Wake up to yourself, like it's his job. Know. You know how many yeah. clicks he would have got today? Well, yeah. I know. And That's what and it is. We live in a day and age of fucking paid He plays the villain but to yeah. get the clicks. But what, a, what an absolute yeah. load of horseshit. Uh, bonus slap uh, just uh, for Max King. Like, come on. You are an outstanding <laughs> high-level first-grade footballer. On, Do not eye. wear that on your head, mate. You look like <laughs> some sort of fucking marsupial who's been frisbeed up there and... Just do better. Mm. Mine was Jared Wallace. Yeah, I thought he had a very poor performance for the Dolphins in this game. Um, considering how good he's been previously from the last couple of years, he's been one of the better forwards running around in the game. And I thought it was his worst performance in a very long time. He just didn't put in in this game, which is not something you expect out of Jared Wallace. Well, it was a bit for them, but yeah, not mm. this year. Yeah. And um, I'm going to salute Sean Johnson mm. and the Warriors and for their comeback game. It's the best game I've seen Sean Johnson play since probably round two when he first started with the Sharks, when he absolutely carved up the second game for the Sharks and hasn't done it ever since. So the last three years have been pretty slim pickings for him, but I thought it was a fantastic performance out of Sean Johnson. So we've got Sean Johnson performing for the Warriors, Josh Reynolds returning and performing for the Bulldogs. I'm going to have to wake up tomorrow morning and go to school. 
<laughs> year seven here. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to relive year seven there, Ollie? You'd love it, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind a redo. You'd still if you be knew the same, what you were doing. You'd still be the same yeah. awkward nerd, though. That's as a problem. As as you you what well, you no. In, yeah. in hindsight, I'd try and change some things. Some social yeah. juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social mm. juice will fix it all. Saluting. Uh, yeah, I'll just get on the I'm social juice s- at thirteen. <laughs> Who am I saluting? Plenty of people have. I'm going to salute. I'm going to talk about my parents that way. Uh, my, I want to salute the Newcastle Knights who have overperformed Absolutely. every weekend this week, this year. Uh, after the serve, I've given them for the best part of four years. Kudos to them and what they're they're overachieving up there. Bonus social salute for Peter Murphy, uh, the MP who's hosting the... Online Gambling Reform Commission. Right. And she gave it to some of the CEOs today, and I loved it. So kudos Fantastic. to her. Telling I haven't them seen it. I have to go, yeah, have a go look back at and it. have a look at it. Yeah, it's outstanding. Right. So kudos to her uh, actually coming in and, and doing the best for the punter to in, in terms of what's happening there. Um, but plenty more to fly under the bridge. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, this has been uh, Footy and Frothies. Uh, nothing else, boys? Nope. Alright, we're going to do a preview show now But uh, yes. yeah, check out everything we've said uh, rlm.com.au YouTube, socials Leave us some feedback, let us know what's going on And uh, have a fantastic Easter If you don't get the preview show Enjoy the long weekend, otherwise stick around And there'll be a preview show up By the time you listen to this, and bye bye